Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. And a very good morning. I'm back. Morning, Paddy. Yep. No, still no Paddy. Oh, You'll be back on yeah. Monday, though, Heels. I know you're getting a little bit toy. Well, driving good to morning, work by Paddy yourself. Paddy as well. Yeah. But uh, g'day, Mark. You're our Sam McKinnon. Oh, he's Sam did. McKinnon of <laughs> SEN. He well, filled in well on the bullets of one. He did. Beauty. They won. They won. Yep. And I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed today because, as I mentioned here yesterday, December 1, our elf arrived, Heels, at home. The kids came after s- school. Because Charlie does jazz of a Thursday, so Miles and Charlie arrive, and the first question through the door is the elf here. And I said, I don't know. I haven't seen the elf. And your grandmother's at work. I'm not, can we look for him? So all afternoon we're frantically searching for the elf, and I had no idea because the elf, Bob, the elf's name's Bob Hills. I've uh, never heard of whatever you're talking yeah. about, this elf, elf on, on the shelf. shelf. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. What does so that the, mean? Well, the elf on the shelf looks out. If the kids misbehave, the elf on the shelf. See, Santa sends all the, his elves to all mm. the houses. Mm. I'm not your to, grandson. Just to explain look after it to the me. Ki- I am. <laughs> sends, Santa sends the elves to the houses to make sure the kids behave. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and if they don't behave, is that in a Western trouble. suburbs thing or something? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I didn't hear about it until we I. We don't had, have elves yeah. at South Bank. Yeah. So anyway, Bob the elf arrived. Great. Joy. And why is his name Bob? Yours. Do, I don't do know. we call her? Does everyone call their elf Bob? No, oh. I don't know. Every elf does everyone call their kids Ian? No, no. is that what it's yeah, like? So yeah, so Santa, they just arrive and they tell us his name's Bob, and or Bob says my name's Bob, and he just sits there making sure the kids behave. Mm-hmm. His other grandparents, Miles and Charlie's other grandparents, they sent their photos through yesterday afternoon, quite excited. So Miles wanted to go around there. Um, the elves at their place arrived in a box. Um, mm. delivered to Miles and Charlie. So Is it an old-fashioned thing or quite no, new? No, I think it's quite new. New. I think it's quite yeah. new. But anyway, great joy. And so the Christmas tree went up yesterday as well, December 1. Bob has arrived. And we have to give an update every day, Heels, on where's Bob? where Bob has moved to. Who does? Amanda and I. Yeah, right. We have right, to send right, a photo right, through right, to the kids. Has to. No, we have to send a photo through <laughs> to the kids where Bob has moved to right and on. what's Bob doing. How about Bob sits still? Bob stays on the shelf. Occasionally. Sometimes if the kids are there, Bob can move a few times during one one visit. Very tricky stuff. It is. Extremely tricky. Did you know that? Anyway, um, there you I go. I think you and Paddy might have talked about this on Monday when I was absent. Cameron Smith donated his prize money? No, we didn't. Didn't? talk about it. Paddy wasn't here. It was me and Zorks. Well, you and Zorks. Yeah. What, were you, what were you thinking? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Yeah. Did you hear that? No. 320,000. Of his prize money on the weekend to charity. Well done. And hasn't, and well, I asked the person who told me, has that been written about? Because I hadn't seen it. And he said, yes, it had. It had been somewhere. But well, I said, oh, God, we haven't heard that. So I made a note to myself uh, from a couple of days ago and I only saw it again uh, last night. So pretty good, haven't I? And so that's the sort of stuff, well, someone's got to be onto it. 
Nee, no, Cameron Smith doesn't want it known. Well, he's going to go out and blast yeah, he it. He might even say it. Someone's yeah. got to be clever and get onto that. And and so to me, so I, I don't even know what the cause was. Mm. Um, I I really want to see at least half of that go to golf. You know, not just all to charity, um, but help help the charities and the causes you love out as well. But golf's one of them. Uh, that's what I want to see. So, okay. you know, to to create a – he might even create his own little junior tour with that. Well, don't forget he does pay – you know, Jed was one of the recipients of the yep. scholarships that yeah. uh, he set up, Cam Smith, uh, many years ago too, when he was a young – Yep, well, he's, he's still, been unreal. He's, he's still I mean, young. all our boys, like yeah. I'm sure that, yeah, that – Scotty and – Yeah, Scotty and yeah. IBF and Greg yep. Norman and yep. that they've all been good for that. Yep. So, anyway – now, com- coming up on the show today, um, we've got Clint Bolton, our former Socceroo, who's part of the SEN commentary team, to preview Sunday's game against Argentina. We'll get to your cricket rap as well. And we've got a, a world champion joining us this morning, Heels, Ultra Triathlon. If triathlon isn't enough, they have Ultra Triathlon, a little mm. bit like the Hawaiian Ironman. And that's where he, won- he defended his title. Richard Thompson is his name. He's from the Sunshine Coast. And he's going to join us after eight o'clock and make Has us. Has he always been from Sunshine Coast? Or is he's Sunshine Coast based. Yeah. 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 That's one of my questions of okay. him. Okay. I'm sure he'll be able to answer. Former lawyer. Gave Laura away. I think he'd be smarter than that than to take a ultra triathlon. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to him a little bit later. Plus, uh, one of your last. There's not too many chances left to pick up that double pass to join us for breakfast next weekend. When do we cut it off? Thursday? Uh, Thursday, yeah. yeah. So five more chances. And next week we'll do a who am I um, sort of scenario. You'll be in charge of that, Heels, okay? Have, <laughs> Got another confirmation of another um, sporting personality to Have come we? with the ne- next Friday, yeah. So mm. They're not we'll even telling naming, me, listeners. We'll start naming – no, because you'll blab. Well, you definitely. Do. You do, Definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, well, I don't know why we're hiding them. But, uh, well, we want them lined so... up in the street like the Beatles had them. Yes. The ones get on the roof, yeah. that's fine, but yeah. we want McLaughlin Street full. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Paddy so keep can listening. perform to the street. Keep listening for one of our SEN, this time one of our SEN legends, I'll put it as, mm. paying tribute to Paddy a little bit Kerry later. Kerry Stokes coming. No, I don't think so. Have might you be, thought to ring him? Caught, no, he'd be in court somewhere, wouldn't he? What, with cricket? Oh, with anything. You know what Seven's like? And Patty, yeah, but but yeah. Seven, that's, you know, Kerry Stokes should be able to come and pat Paddy on the back. I'll leave that for you, Heels. No, I'm All a right. nine I'll man. leave that for you. I'm a nine <laughs> man. Um, now, where, where do you want to start? The cricket or the goal? Let's go with the cricket Australia. Double, two double centuries. Uh, I think it was the sixth time in Australian Test cricket history that uh, two batsmen have scored a double century in the one innings. Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne. I think it's right about on. the sixth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard them go back to uh, Bobby Simpson and someone. Yeah, Bobby Simpson started with um, Bradman and Sid Barnes. Um, that's they were the first ones to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, great effort. Great effort. They batted really well. They looked fantastic. And and then I, I turned the cricket all over. No, I, I had to go out and then never came back to it. I just thought I'd have a look after twenty five overs, which is what the West Indies had to survive for. Um, I thought, oh, three for 60 uh, when I turn it back on. Ooh, none for 70. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they've, they've done well. That's They're a good li- effort. They were a little bit awkward early and uh, got through it. Got through it. And then and Taj Narine, uh Chanderpool smacks Paddy Cummins for six over fine leg. Um, that's his shot. That is his shot. The hook and cuts. Uh, so they've got to get it fuller today, I'd reckon. Yeah, we'll talk more about uh, the day's play and, and where the test, test is at a little bit later in the program. But Steve Smith also yesterday scored his 29th test century. 
uh, equaling Sir Donald Bradman. So it's a, a mighty achievement. Mm. And this is what he had to say on equaling the great man. Oh, I guess any time uh, your name's mentioned um, alongside the Don, uh, it's pretty special. Uh, it's pretty flattering. But, um, yeah, um, no, nice to, to get a big one today and, and set us up and put us in a good position. Um, you know, I felt... I felt really, I have felt really good for the last couple of weeks batting and um, yeah, fortunately was able to spend a good time out there um, yesterday and today. He hit it quite well that he wasn't feeling very good, didn't he, for a mm. year or so? Yeah. Um, he's the third fewest innings to 29 test centuries. Who's the second? Ricky Ponting? Nope. Who? But Punter has got 41. 41. 41. <laughs> so he's got 12 more to equal Punter, yeah. one more to equal Hados. Uh, but he, even Steve Smith's not sure he'll get to Punter. Uh, well, I mean, how many tested Ricky Ponting play? 140, 30? Yeah, odd, probably yeah? 40, 50. So he's got 40, you know, 30 odd tests to get 11. Yeah, which is three years. Yeah. You know, so it's a long time. Yeah. Um, his hip's starting to play up a bit. Well, hopefully they'll get that yeah. right. But yeah, uh, yeah Satchin Tendulkar. Oh, okay. So Bradman, oh, I thought we were talking Australian, Tendulkar, yep. Smith. Yep. Um, so even though he's had a leanish yep. uh, year or two, he's still there. Well, we mentioned yesterday and the on this day he passed on this day against Pakistan. What three years ago? I think it might have been, or I th- yeah, twenty nineteen. Uh, he passed seven thousand runs. I think it was. Yeah. And he was the fastest to score 7,000 runs in test cricket. Yes. Um, we mentioned that yesterday. So it's it's a mighty career for a bloke who made his test debut at Lords as a leg spinner batting eight. Yeah. When you think in, of it that way. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Was that 2010? With, with Tim Payne. And, uh, so, and he's made all, hundreds of all sorts. Mm-hmm. He's had rear guard hundreds. He's made them in spinning conditions, mm-hmm. quick bowling conditions. Um, when, when we're, you know, that one at Edgbaston a couple of ashes ago where – he is the only one that made runs and got a lot, 140 or something, and just got us to where we needed to get to. So, and in his own way. Yeah. In oh, his yeah. own way. So he's, and now he's modified things again, and he's so balanced. Um, have I woken up, Heels? Am I dreaming about what's happened in Pakistan? Well, England, I, I turned on England too, as you did, <laughs> to see how many players they had. <laughs> yes. Right? That was why I turned it on. They only had five fit and healthy players yesterday, yeah. we, we report. And now every batsman's made 100. Four of the six have well, made centuries. They've <laughs> scored five, five. They're four for 506 at Stumps on day one, and Stumps was 15 overs early. Oh, 75 overs, four for 506. I find it hard to believe. I, I found it hard to believe. Australia made 440 on day one in Adelaide against South Africa one year. 440, 506 with 15 overs cut short. <laughs> extraordinary. Oh, it, it is extraordinary. So, Basball. Um, out you go, boys. Yeah, out you go. I mean, go Fire up. Zach Crawley, he can't play shots. That's what they used to say about yeah. Zach Crawley. I read last night, he's blasted a century before lunch, just about, and he's only 24. Mm. He's 24 years old now. Ollie Pope has got confidence. He goes and makes 100 because Baz rates him. And then there's Duckett. Duckett played for the Heat. For the Heat, yeah. Mm, two years ago now. Yeah. I don't think he played last year. Um, he, he slams under it. Everyone knows he can he can play shots. So he he's come good. And then Harry Brook, brand new bloke that's come through and uh, with big wraps on him, massive hitter in the in the short form, shortest form of the game. 
and uh, now McCallum's got him going in tests. So what do you do if you're England? There's only 75 overs into a test match and you're 500. Is there any point in batting to get 800? Or do you say, or I suppose that we don't mm. exactly know what the conditions are like. Pakistan could well come out and, and score those runs themselves. But that's, that's right. So you have to keep uh, telling your opponent we're moving the game forward. You know, don't just don't just give them mm. any excuse to shut it down. You make five hundred and six in less than a day for a reason. The batting conditions are quite good, so and the bowling the first can't be innings. Great. Well, I don't like their leg spinner. There was four on debut, but the the Ralph Pakistan there, quicks, yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. Nassim yeah. was, you know, they were there. But the nineteen-year-old is leading the attack, but he's a good bowler. Um, so I I think you'd move it on. You, you don't have to declare just yet, but go bang, 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 bang for an, an hour, hour or so? yeah, yeah. and yep. move it on so that they do that and they set the game up. I saw a ball stay low, and I saw one spin unusually. Oh, okay. So th- there might be something that's coming late in the match. But but uh, remember the Australians played in Pakistan, and the wicket just never yeah. never got worse. It never. got better. Yeah. So that could happen. It's a very, very bare wicket square. And it's yes. in Rawalpindi. Yeah, and the so, only reason you know that's the the pitch is the stumps are in, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> Otherwise, it looks like it. a dirt road. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Five dirt roads will side yeah. by side. Yeah. No, so well done, England. 13, 13 55 is the Brighton Homes open line, or you can send us a text 0467 736 736. Make sure you're ready with that Brighton Homes open line number, 13, 13 55, because uh, sometime between now and 9 o'clock, we'll be giving you one of our final chances to join us for breakfast on the rooftop, celebrating 47 years of sport with Paddy Wells. So stand by for that. 13 13 55 is that telephone number. And uh, you might have a thought on the Australian performance yesterday and the 99 for Travis Head. He oh. missed out, joins an elite club, though, Heels. That's a positive way to look at it. Uh, is no. it? No? No, there's no, no positive way. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, well, you're that I'm trying close. To you might as well get a stat. Yeah. And and he wasn't happy. No. Manus no. was unhappy when he got out yep. for 200, 204, and then uh, Travis Head didn't even acknowledge Steve Smith. I was about to say, he came over and patted him on the head. It's one of those yeah. ones where you want to swing your bat and say, well, go Travis away. Travis sort of, he sort of <laughs> shrugged his shoulder away from him and, and oh, piss off, mate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he got Manus' 300. Remember I said Manus for yes. 300. That's yep. how Manus would have had to bat yep. to get himself to 300. And Travis Head's great at that. He's yeah. so good at hitting the ball hard and taking on the consequences, you know. Like yeah. So 99, out, 99. There you go, Travis Head. Uh, out for 99 bowls. It wasn't even a stupid shot. No. It, it, was on, it wasn't quite on. Just a steer. bit too full, bit yeah. too straight to play that shot. But yeah. he's good enough to play that. Breakfast with Patton Heels. It's 17 past six. Your claim lawyers, maximising compensation claims for injured people. Traffic and weather, together. SENQ, 6.93am. At Caboolture, there's an accident affecting Amberton Street at Fairham Court this morning. We've got a broken down car on the Logan Motorway eastbound at Drewvale and also a breakdown affecting the Logan Motorway westbound at Heathwood. There's Yesterday's rain has caused some flooding at Yatala. That's affecting Stanmore Road at Alberta Park Road and traffic lights on flash on Old Northern Road at McDowell. Today's forecast, a possible shower about a top of 23 degrees, a shower or two and 25 tomorrow. Right now, it's 18 degrees. Is your tree up yet, Vanessa? Oh, my tree has been up since the end of September. <laughs> what? <laughs> how, how, no joke. What? No joke. She's got 100 elves, I'm mate. I'm a very early um, End of tree September? Quarter, yeah, AFL Grand Final weekend is when my tree goes up. 
Yeah. <laughs> when you take a, of Elder Christmas. <laughs> when do you take it down? Pre-season? Um, no, just like uh, 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 about a week after. Oh, January 6th is supposed to be. Well, there is no supposed to be. No, there is. There is. Just, yeah, no, no good there goal. Is. No, I just think. No, the Christmas officially <laughs> finishes January 6th. Who, Epiphany who or told you that, St. Nick? Yeah, that's the, that's the Christmas <laughs> period. You know, is the... It? That's when it comes that's the to twelve your tree. days of Christmas. Christmas yeah. yeah, yeah, but well, that, who says the tree can't come? Can stay up after the twelve days of Christmas? Yeah. I'm not saying it's I leave our tree, tree up to them, or my wife leaves our tree up to them. I'm saying mm-hmm. that's what you know traditionally it is. But ours has got a bit. But of really, I, you do have issues there. <laughs> I have I have an issue of filling my home with Christmas spirit and <laughs> yeah. joy. Happy and issues. And You've got happy issues. If that's my issue, then look, I'll go with it. How many elves you got? Um. What do you mean? Have you elf heard on of the, the shelf? elves on the shelf? Yeah, yeah, we've got one. Yeah. How new is that? Um, no, it's been around for a while. Maybe 20 yeah. years. 20 years or so. Yeah, yeah. No, we've yeah. certainly done it since my kids were quite small. Yeah. Okay. Mm. What do you mean we've done it? It, it, it is part I of mean, life, Vanessa. The, the elves I mean, the are elf. around. <laughs> we've been aware of it in the last 20 years, but it's been around forever. Heels. Of course. Yeah. What's yours called? Coco. Mm. Does he behave? It's quite exotic. No, it's naughty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are heels. Are they? Yeah. 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 They I bet like... you. Oh, I bet you. Trouble. You'll find out about it soon as your mm. grandkids get older. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, so the elves gravitate to the kids, not the oldies. No. Yes. It'll appear in your home, just out day. of nowhere, mm. and you'll yes. go, "Where did this elf come from?" <laughs> the kids will know. Yeah, I probably right. haven't even noticed him. Yeah. So Bob is ours. Coco yes. is yours. Yes. There you go. So Bob's a little bit mischievous, as all elves are. Mm. Yours, but they do a wonderful job because the kids. Yep. Keeping them in line. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Sounds so like does, a does commercial Bob... opportunity for me. That does... elf is a bit like Valentine's Day. Or... It could well be. <laughs> does the elf arrive in October with the Christmas tree or September with the Christmas tree or does he arrive on December 1 like all no, elves are supposed to? Look, our elf came a couple of weeks ago, so just Early. a bit before December, oh, but okay. not with the tree though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. <laughs> September. It's 21 past six. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Hatton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Mark Braybrooken, Ian Healy. Paddy's not well today. Just looking at the uh, World Cup heels, it looks like Croatia may have scored again. They It's one all with them in Germany, which means Germany will miss out. They'll fin- finish bottom wow. of the pool. Uh, not Croatia, Costa Rica, I think uh, it is, rather than Croatia. So it's one or maybe 2-1 uh, to Costa Rica, which means Germany is in real strife and Costa Rica may, in fact, um, qualify uh, for... Oh, no, they've moved... If the, if this is a goal to make it 2-1, they potentially move into the runner-up position. But anyway, we'll keep you up to date with that because Germany missing out on the round of 16 is massive. Costa Rica and all those German fans that have painted their face like Dave Putty out of Seinfeld, will be feeling a little bit sick at the moment. It's time, though, for... Stump Heels on SENQ. Now, ironically, Heels, uh, Mike has sent us a text. Steve Smith sits number three on the all-time Australian test batting averages of an average of 61.47, which has been boosted, of course, a little bit by his 200 not out yesterday. That certainly helps behind... Uh, the Don and Adam Voges, who was one of our Stump Heels questions during the week. Here's another one around averages for you, Heels. Is this Stump Heels? This is Stump Heels. Right. It's two all. This is for the week. You've won the year, 
But Paddy's trying to finish on a high by winning it this home. week. Come on. Of those Australians to have scored more than 500 test runs at the Wacker, who has the best batting average? Of those Australians to have scored more than 500 test runs at the Wacker, who has the best batting average? Mm. Right. Yes. So, you, you know, in the future, you'd have to, we'll have to delineate, won't we? These 200s weren't at the Wacker. They were in Western Australia, but not at the Wacker. So 500 or more, the highest average. Mm. At the Western Australian Cricket Association ground. Yes. Who has the best batting average? I'll tell you, you didn't score 500 at the Wacker. Beningham. You scored 461 <sighs> at 35.46. Right. Your highest score at the Wacker? Uh, 100. Yeah. I got 100 against New Zealand, didn't I? 113, not out. Yes. Couple well, of 50s. That's good for my average, not out. <laughs> Couple of 50s. Sometimes you get number 11 in with you and you say, mate, are you getting out soon? <laughs> 48 fours, but you didn't hit a six at the Wacker Hills on the bouncy pitch. No, no I'd need a top edge hook or Yeah, like, like in South Africa. Uh, like Marnus did the other day. Anyway, uh, righto, so think about it. Runs. 500 runs or more at the Wacker. Who is has someone the best? Around, is it a surprise? A surprising no, no, type or a, is it a player? No, no, well it's known. a player. It's a player. It's, it's, player. A bats, it's a batsman. Yeah. Who has the best batting average at the Wacker for Australia? News is next. We'll come back with the answer to Stump Heels after the news. 13 13 55 is the Brighton Homes open line. 0467 736 736 if you want to send us a text. Thirteen fifty-five. that telephone number. Keep it in mind because very soon, sometime between now and nine, but maybe a little bit earlier today, you never know, your chance. Last chance this week to win the double pass to join us for breakfast on the roof as we celebrate 47 years of sport with Paddy Welsh. Some big names will be joining us on the roof and on the phone for that show. This time next Friday, Heels, mm. you'll be up on the roof. Fingers crossed it's a beautiful day. Now, just trying to update the World Cup here. Costa Rica led 2-1. Germany's just scored again to make it 2-all. That means Costa Rica now drops out of the top two. Germany must win and Costa, or Costa Rica must win to get through to the next stage because um, Japan now has gone ahead of Spain. So Japan leads 2-1. That means Japan, as it stands, will finish top of their group, Spain second. Now, if Costa Rica can score, Spain will miss out on the round of 16. So it's intriguing there. That is in Group E. Um, so there you go. Uh, Morocco finished top Not as of comfortable F. this year, are they, the European sides? No, For some no, reason, they'll know no. They'll know what's going on. But so, yeah, anyway. So Japan lead 2-1, and it's 2-all Costa Rica and Germany. Of those Australians to have scored more than 500 test runs at the WACA, who has the best batting average? Here's... And you're saying no one's made 1,000 runs no at the No one's Wacker. made 1,000 runs at the WACA. Wow, there's batsmen who have played... You know, 12, 13 tests there. 17 is the most. Who by? Tests. Punter. Yeah. Uh, Righto. So it's not Punter. What? Best average. Best average. He may have. He so may... I'm going to Dougie Walters. He made 100 in a session. He's got to have made 500 and average very well. He did so much good work in two hours. Uh, Greg Chappell. 
Swampy Marsh, Boonie, AB, Tubby, Hunter, Clarky. Did Clarky get 100 there first test? He got 100 at every ground he played first game. Uh, I don't know. I've, uh, nah, I've got no <laughs> idea. But I'm, I'm going, right, um, would it be one of us, one of my era? I'm not answering. You know, it's Jeez, not, I'm not got Pat. You there. I'm, I'm not Pat. Got you there. I'm not Pat. Uh, I'm going David Boone. No. No. He was yesterday. You got half of it what right. You got half of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, you said there should be some logic to this. You got half of it right. I thought he might be a connection yeah. to that. I didn't well, the logic, think of yesterday, The logic actually. is that it's over in Perth and – the, yeah, the, inter- yeah, the interesting thing is that when I was doing this, um, the last match played at the Wacker was in 2017 as yeah, well. Five years ago already. So the answer is David Warner. Right. 825 runs at 82.5. Oh, I, I had him in the ad break. You yeah. put me off him. Uh, you know, because of the 20 over 100 I saw him make yeah. at the Wacker. Yeah, 82.5. Steve Smith is next. 607 at 67. Then Michael Slater, 567 at 63. Then Adam Gilchrist, 603 at 60. And Mark War, 766 at 51. Right, so there's a few of them up there, but yeah, that's it. So yeah. they're the only ones that have averaged over 50 at the Wacker, right which on. is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, Stephen War averaged 44. Scored more runs than Mark at the ground. But the most runs at the Wacker, Ricky Ponting, 965 at 38 for Ricky Ponting. Marginally better than me. Alan Border, Alan Border, 931 at 40. And then your mate David Boone, 846 at 50. 49.76. Oh, 49.76, yeah. I'm just rounding it out, Heels. And oh, Booney so, scored 200. So Davey Warner, there was some article I was reading. I sensed that he didn't have a great record in Perth lately. But uh, um, I read it wrong, or I remembered it wrong. David Warner, well done. Around the grounds now for Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. The Bulls take on WA today at the Gabba. That match will start a bit earlier today if they can get the ground dry and ready in time. So that'll be day two, but day one of that match. Hopefully they'll be able to make up some time and get a result there. Uh, the test continues over in Perth at the uh, Perth Stadium, Australia and the West Indies at 12.20. Racing at Ipswich this afternoon and a heavy 10 at the moment. Chris Nelson will bring us up to date on that and the Sunshine Coast tonight. Tomorrow uh, the test continues and racing at Doombin. Then on Sunday, Australia takes on Argentina at 5 o'clock Sunday morning. You'll hear that here on SEN and the Bullets and the Jack Jumpers at Nissan Arena on Sunday afternoon, Hills, at 3 o'clock. Right, eh? Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Yeah, the Bullies. Uh, sports update, thanks to Shaw Unify, your national uniform experts for construction, healthcare, government, hospitality, corporate, retail, transport and logistics. The Australian Open started yesterday. The men's and women's heels. David Michaluzzi leads the men's. He's at seven under, a three-shot leader. Um, Cameron Smith struggled a bit, uh, plus one after his round. They play, they're playing at two courses, Victoria and Kingston Heath. So he equaled the course record, David Michaluzzi, which um, is quite some achievement as well. Um, I did have the leaderboard here, so I can tell you that he was at seven under from his round in the morning. He played at uh, – he was at uh, Vic – Victoria Golf Club. Right he plays at Kingston Heath today. Josh Geary is at four under. Hayden Barron at four under. And Matt Griffin at four under par. That's the men. Um, just scrolling down. Adam Scott. Lucas Herbert, two under. Uh, Peter Lonard, two under. Heels, yes. turning the clock back. Um, Wade Ornsby at one under. Adam Scott at one under. 
And one of Paddy's favourites, Elvis Smiley, is at one under as well. Yeah. Cam Percy's two under. It'd be interesting if he comes in. To, I wonder what they like between he and Cam Smith because it was Cam Percy that sort of released the details of Smith going to live All right. before Cam Smith uh, got to talk to them. He wanted to finish the British Open properly and Cam Smith let it out the bag. What about Peter O'Malley won over? Um, and one, one, one person I'm, I'm hearing more of in golf, Nick Flanagan. Is he back? I wonder. Yeah. You know, he had this wonderful junior type, yeah, and yeah. Jack Newton type yeah. supported uh, pathway. And then he he sort of struggled. And now I've seen him on leaderboards of recent times now. Okay. So Nick Flanagan. And the women's, uh, Grace Kim set a course record at uh, Kingston Heath. She shot, shot seven under 66. Mm-hmm. Uh, to lead by two shots from uh, Hannah Green. There's a couple of players at five under, but Hannah Green, the Aussie, in there. Minji Lee, she is three under after her first round. She played and she started her second round with a birdie. So she was um, two under uh, two under after her first round. It says here she's one under for the day, gone to three under, but uh, shot 70 for the first round. But anyway, she's now at three under. Uh, Minji Lee, and she has started her round today. Stephanie Kiriaku is at two under. She had a horrible start yesterday, um, putting it, uh, making bogey on the 220-metre par four first <laughs> and then made a bogey shortly after that as well. But she got it back to one under. She's now at two under par, which is good news. But that continues today. Both fields might bunch up nicely over the weekend. So the cut's made after two rounds, top 60 in ties in the men's and women's. Then there's another cut heels. Remember we were talking about this yesterday? Yes. So it's the top 30. Yep. And ties for Sunday. Cut, cut. Yeah. So if you could be... 30... Sunday's at Kingston Heath, I'm gathering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, or is it Vic? I can't remember. Oh. It's one of the two. Right has on. to be one of the two. The Bullets, 160 feet at Perth, 95. And here's an interesting one. Dave Noble is now going to be the CEO of Shell Racing, Dick Johnson Racing. Um, right so the old North Melbourne coach. That's and been a rare, eh? Yeah. So he's now taking over as CEO, effective immediately at um, Shell Racing. So that's an interesting one there. And in Thursday night football this morning, it is the Patriots taking on Buffalo. What's your play of the week, Heels? Thanks to Barton's online all the time, bartons.net.au. Oh, it's Matt Leckie's goal. Has that's to be, the doesn't play it? play of the week. Yep. We were under pressure at the other end and bang down the field it goes. He, he makes some good decisions. Uh, and we've, we've actually got him talking about the goal today, haven't we? Hmm. Should we do it now? Yeah, let's do it. Matt Leckie. On this one occasion, uh, we won the ball and um, it was obviously a counter-attack and I had one more man to beat. First I wanted to cut inside and he sort of went that way, so I just in the moment went left again and uh, swung the left boot. Um, And then I saw the ball was rolling in. Obviously, with my celebration, you saw the emotion. Didn't really know what to do. I was just pounding my my chest and um, once the boys got together, um, you know, the whole bench was there and I think I got slapped in the head about a hundred times. Um, yeah, I think it just shows how much of a team we are, you know, whether boys are starting, coming off the bench or, you know, um, not getting any game time. Um, everyone's here for each other and um, it's so so nice to be a part of this team. Oh, well, it looked really controlled how he mm. did it, eh? Yeah. But he wasn't yeah. even, he just sort of swung my left boot and, and then the defender's bang. legs yeah. opened yeah. and, the, oh, that's getting past the goalie, that yeah. one. And now, uh, I'm home. Germany has scored now. 
So they lead 3-2, which means they're they, back in the tournament. They are back in the tournament, yeah. and Spain is definitely out yeah. as it stands at the moment. Because how long have they got one. to go? They've got a five, five minutes plus, plus four days of Japan. Have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the back line, <laughs> eight and one just in front yeah. of them, and Spain are just. Push, push, push. And Germany on the attack again. They almost scored to make it 4-2. So Germany lead 3-2. They've got four and a half minutes plus stoppage time in that match. So what happens if Spain scores and gets it 2 all? Oh, <laughs> I knew that would throw you. Um, <laughs> Spain would go through and Germany would miss out because Spain's goal difference is better. Costa Rica in? Costa Rica will be out. <laughs> um, they're minus six goal difference. Croatia? Croatia. Um, I don't know. They're, that was semi-finalists no, last Croatia's time, through. Croatia's no, in Group F. Morocco and Croatia have got through. So we'll keep an eye on that. It's uh, 18 to 7. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Now, Germany scored again, Hills, against Costa Rica. It's 4-2. Uh, they're right on full time. And there's seven minutes of injury time, Japan and Spain. The way it's looking here now, I'm, I can't work all this out. Germany won't qualify. It'll be Japan and Spain because Germany, with that win, go to four. I gave them three points plus two, but it's three plus one because they've had one draw and one win. So they'll miss out. Germany gone. Yeah, right. and it'll be Japan and Spain. Japan, yeah, Japanese finished, people are a bit worried in the crowd, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they finish top of the group, Japan, if they win. They this win, match. but yeah. if it got, went to two all, they'll. Uh, if it went to two all, they would be close to going out because they'd go back yeah, to. That's what they're worried about. They'd then. be go back to zero goal difference, level with Germany, and I would imagine then Germany most probably have that uh, better discipline is how they work it are out. Are you thinking everyone cares? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Well, they do. Heels. Do not. Queensland is your place to race this year. Chris Nelson cares. Morning, Chris. Oh. Morning, Mark. Had Morning, Heels. Had a big win in the races yesterday, Chris, didn't I? Did you? Yeah. What was it? The abandonment. <laughs> so did a I. Lot of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> April in Augusta didn't have to run in the mud. No. Oh, I'll tell you what. I, I knew it was going to happen, guys. I think I said... Weeks ago, uh, we had all that fine weather. It was beautiful, and as soon as she was down to run in a race, the heavens opened. Of course, it's sunny today, and yeah, there you go. But I think we've postponed that meeting until Monday. So they may run Monday now. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to be a little bit more like us, Chris. You only have an interest in one horse. We have an I interest know. in about eight. Well, so we've always got one of our horses running, and, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, we got paid the other day. So. Well, we, we are the, the Brisbane that are on Dolphin. The, the people that are on the big money can afford that. The battlers just have to go with what they can, uh, what they can afford. Well, so. quite inexpensive. Speaking of big money, um, <laughs> prize money increased dramatically for next year. Yeah, thirty-one million dollars uh, in prize money increases uh, announced by Racing Queensland yesterday. That's seventeen million for thoroughbreds, nine million for the harness. Sorry, nine million for the greyhounds and five million for the harness. So, massive amounts. Uh, and on the back of that, this morning we see the Stradbrokes uh, gone. From $1.5 million to $3 million prize money. So that's a whopping increase. And how has it never been done before, Chris? Why, why now have we got a new influx of money into our industry here? Or yeah. have we decided we've just got to try to keep up with these Southerners? Well, that's something we have to do, definitely, is try and keep up with the Southerners. But the point of consum- uh, consumption tax, which is a long story, Heels, I won't bore you with it now, but mm-hmm. that's, where, um, that's where a lot of the money comes from. And with the uh, the Stradbroke, that's a deal, I believe, I haven't read a lot into that this morning, but I believe it's a BRC deal with Ladbrokes, who now will, 
will uh, take over basically sponsorship of those two Queensland main tracks. And instead of the TAB signs everywhere, I think you'll see Ladbroke signs everywhere. Okay. Right, that's uh, that's excellent. Um, and will that will that have an influence on attracting? Well, we're doing everything to get breeding up here, aren't we? And 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 yeah. getting it done here now. We need runners. Well, runners won't be. In, well, we'll get runners. You'll you'll get horses come from from particularly um, uh, northern New South Wales and other areas of New South Wales. Maybe not so many from Sydney. Yes. All the horses that we see that don't quite cut it in Sydney will certainly be looking to um to come up here. And uh, and go around for that particular prize money. It's uh, it's going to attract a lot of horses from down south. Unreal. What about some tips for us, mate? Well, we've got the Sunshine Coast tonight, where we're going around on a heavy eight. Now I've got a couple there. We haven't got scratchings finalised as yet. I know one of them's come out, so we're just going to go with a little multi here, guys. Race four, number eight, Lady Austin, uh, trained by Chris Anderson, could not have trialled any better at Doombin recently. She went straight to the front. She won under a hold and she ran really quick time and she has won here at the sunny coast on a heavy track. So I like her. Race four, number eight, Lady Austin. Uh, and we'll go straight into race six, number five, Slick Shooter. Chris Munts and Justin Huxtable combined here. This is a very weak race away from Slick Shooter. The price of around $1.95 uh, is quite a good price. I think that'll shorten up. So Slick Shooter at around $1.95 and the other one, at around $2.30. They're only going to be smallish fields after scratching, so I think the best way out is to just take a nice little multi with those two. Good on you, mate. Uh, we'll see you when you arrive a little bit later, and uh, have a good weekend. Thanks, Chris. You too. Thanks, guys. Chris Nelson at 8 to 7. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Two minutes away from the news at 7 o'clock. The Hoppies Ambassador's been online, Heels. Uh, opinion on the Australian Golf Open being joint tournaments. Many players saying ladies golf needs its own separate open. Mm. Yeah, the ladies don't seem to say that, do they? They're quite liking it, putting their their skills uh, in front of more crowds. Yeah. They, they quite like it. Yeah. Hannah Green, that, that's going to be a good finish. Or not, it's only just started, but the, the cream's at the top there. Yeah. It does split the attention span, though, doesn't it, between, you know, 50-50 rather than 100% focused on one tournament for men and one for women. Mm-hmm. But I think the men probably get – the women are sneaking into that attention span. Yeah, the women are most probably getting more attention than they would have and the men are getting less. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's – as long as it's good golf, uh, Andy. Now, Brisbane Yamaha, all the best brands under one roof. Today, heels, wins, strong 20 to 30 knot southerlies. Decreasing in the evening, though. Bit choppy out there. And we've got 70% of more showers today, but not as much rain as yesterday. Yeah, righto. Yeah, well, tomorrow then, I'm going down the coast. The Hemsworth's okay. getting it down to Burley tomorrow. Uh, strong southerlies again, 20 to 30 knots, and one to one and a half metres. Very choppy weather, cloudy with 80% chance of showers. Tides, it's high tide in the morning just before 6 a.m. and low tide uh, just before midday. Now, on Sunday, those winds are around southeasterlies, so you'll be, you know, heading back up to Brisbane Hill Sunday afternoon after having a walk on the beach. One to one and a half, very choppy again. More chance of showers on Sunday, and the high is at 6.40, the low at 12.53. The sea temperature, are you going for a dip? Uh, no. Morton Bay's most probably a bit 
warmer than the beach, but 24 degrees. Yeah, that's wow. as good as it gets, isn't it? This Boating and Marine Report is brought to you by Brisbane Yamaha. We thank them for their support of Patton Heels throughout the year. All the best brands under one roof. News is next. Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Patty's still not feeling 100%, but he will be back on Monday for the last week of Breakfast with Patton Heels for 2022. Then I'll be taking over for a couple of weeks for the best of. We've got enough for two weeks of best of heels, do you think? Mm. No, you might be pushing it. No, no, I think I'll find it. I think I'll find it. But anyway, it, uh, so last week, and we finish on December 9 with a big uh, breakfast up on the roof. So keep listening. Between now and 9 o'clock, one of the legends of SEN will be paying tribute to Paddy Hills. One of the legends of Queensland sport will be paying oh, tribute it to be Paddy Oh, a colleague Walsh. today. No, it's a colleague oh. who's also a legend oh, of right SEN, a legend of... Queensland Sport paying tribute to Paddy today. Keep an ear out for that. Um, now, a wrap of the test. Thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Australia finished declaring at four for 598. The West Indies, none for 74 at Stumps. Marnus Lubbershane, 204. And Cameron uh, Smith, <laughs> Steve Smith, not out 200. Um, Grant sends us a text to Hill saying they were talking about lucky batters on our coverage on SEN yesterday. Marnus has been dropped 18 times in his test career. No doubt mm. a great player, but um, a little bit of fortune there if those catches have been taken. 18 times, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a, a very interesting stat for a man who's pretty careful with his batting and certainly has got an appetite to go long. So don't be dropping that type of player. Um, I, I was pleased... Over well this morning to hear Steve Smith's words about about how he thought the um, the innings went and how he handled the batting. You know, I got off to a pretty quick start from from memory. I think I was forty or fifty balls or something, um, which just got me going. And um, from there, I probably slowed down a little bit. They bowled okay, and um, you know, I was just playing playing the game at the tempo that it, that it was coming to me. Um, unfortunately, I was able to have some good partnerships. Obviously, Manus batted exceptionally well for for another double hundred as well. And and Hedy, um, you know, he's he's the perfect guy to come in when you're three for 400 and he can just take the game on and he did it exceptionally well today and unfortunately fell just short of a, a very good 100. The bit I liked about that is they made their own tempo. The, I, yesterday I talked about Manus and I'd been critical of him in Pakistan blocking some half volleys that mm. he could have really placed and hit harder and, and Steve Smith has been doing that too. It, to me it seems like they bat out there with not enough purpose but it's back. It's back, and they're gonna. They can go with the tempo of the game for a while, and then pounce. And uh, I, I like that. First hour this morning, critical none for seventy four. Uh, the West Indies resuming. That was a really good effort by them. I thought yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, to get to stumps without losing a wicket after spending so long in the field. It's unbelievable, yeah. because when I did turn it over, they were so uncomfortable. 
Chandapur was playing and missing. He was, you know, getting a couple at the body. Uh, Craig Brathwaite, the captain, uh, was playing and missing like... Oh, I heard Brian Lara get out of the Fox commentary um, seat with a comment that that he's looking comfortable. He was happy. He was happy with what's going on. I'm thinking, hang on, Brian. <laughs> he's just missed six in that last over. But you know, he saw something and a stability at the crease in both the men, both the, the reasonably raw players to to like. And it came. To, and I, I had to leave it. And came back thinking, oh, I'll get a nick soon, but. Mm. Uh, they they didn't, so it's a good effort. Bit of fragility though about the Windies batting. So you know there is still you'd think that one could lead to two and maybe three for the Aussies this morning or this afternoon. Yeah, but if you go yeah. thinking like that, you you mightn't put the ball in the right spot. Right. Yep. Um, you, you've you've just got to go back another step and put the ball in the right spot often enough, and those things might happen. Uh, you can't go searching for dismissals because that leads to impatience and then an annoyance. And your attitudes change, and the bowlers are bowling rubbish, and you know only because they didn't think absolute basics from first ball. I thought the first, the first, you know, two or three overs from each end were excellent, and then they probably should have pitched it up a little bit, I reckon. And I think Steve Smith even mentioned that. I still think there's enough there if you're bowling good areas and, and hitting the top of the stumps. Um, you know, I thought we were probably a little bit short tonight. Um, I think we can probably, I think the bowlers will look at that and want to get a little bit fuller probably tomorrow and, and challenge the, the front forward defence a little bit more. Yeah, get driven down the ground. Get Even if you are getting driven down the ground, you're probably close to where they they need to be and see if they want to drive 600 runs down the ground because that's what you've got on the board. And there was a little bit of turn for the West Indies at times yesterday as well. Um, so Nathan Lyon could play a bigger role in the first innings than maybe he might have even thought uh, coming into a Perth Test match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if it's a thatchy grass that's on this mm. pitch, he should be able to grip into it. They tried him and uh, then went away from him again. So, so. Yeah, nothing really impressed them about what he started with, but yeah, I think I think our bowlers just have to be really together. This is this is the bit where you you know if you want to be feared, you get feared on a day like today where you just give nothing away for the first two hours, nothing. Even if you're not getting wickets, you get nothing. Then second session, and then third session, something might turn in your favour, and you're all ready to pounce. Well, Steve Smith also spoke about he was asked whether or not, you know, even after this early stage, two days of cricket with only four, when you think about it, there's only four wickets have fallen in two days. Um, at the state of the game, whether we will get a result. I think the, the game's set up really nicely. Um, obviously, I think they, they played pretty well tonight, um, the, the West Indies batted. So, um, yeah, tomorrow I think it's important that we put a bit of pressure on early and um, stick to the basics, be really patient, and um, hopefully that'll get us some good results. But, um, no, I, I certainly think a result is on the cards, and, uh, and I think the cracks will probably come into play a little bit more as the, the game goes on. There's a few starting to sort of form. They're not large at present, but... Um, um, there's a little bit there, so we'll see. There's the beauty of Test cricket, right there. You know, the the wicket's deteriorating all the time. It's pretty easy to play so far and should be okay for the West Indies again today. We're expecting Australia might bowl a bit better and bowl with a lot more pressure. Um, but 
then you see these cracks opening up and everyone starts to think, oh, geez, we're batting, we're batting last. Things happen quicker in the, in these three days. But if they bat well today, the West Indies, they've, they've survived 25 overs. Australia batted for 152 overs. So today there's 90 and West Indies end up three, four down. Then they bat for another session on day four. They're still not out of it. If they don't, if they don't score, they, they've got to not lose wickets. That's the West Indies' focus. But because what could happen if they finish at lunch on day four, and they've batted at three and over, my figures say that they'll they'll make four fifty, and they're one hundred and thirty short. And then Australia got there's enough time for Australia to go and bat for three hours and slog it around, mm. or get out, whatever. And Australia's still got a day or just a bit more than a day on this bad pitch, which, which might have opened up, to get them out again. So they're still not out of pressure, even if the West Indies bat all all day today and not lose wickets and bat for the first session tomorrow. Yeah, uh, because as that pitch deteriorates, we, it, it could become mm. really difficult to bat or it may not break up as much as they think either no. uh, because it w- certainly wasn't as hot yesterday as forecast or as hot as day one. Um, so time will tell. But one of the interesting things too, Steve Smith was talking heels about his hip injury. Uh, it was mentioned before uh, the test started in his press conference pre-test and so he sort of played it down a bit, but he was um, in a bit of pain yesterday as he sat there for the press conference. Yeah, my hips, I'm struggling right now actually. My hips um, doesn't like being in any position where I'm kind of bending or um, you know, like 90 degrees where I'm at right now, it's not very comfortable to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, standing at slips, interesting at the moment. I think I was, I was walking in with the bowler tonight, which is something I probably wouldn't ordinarily do in the slips, but um, got to adapt and yeah, to how your body is, I suppose. So um, be nice to take a few tomorrow in the, in the cordon, but um, yeah, it's pretty sore at the moment. So I'll get some treatment tonight and hopefully it'll be a bit better in the morning. They're, uh, they're pretty good, those guns, apparently. The massage oh, yeah, guns, yeah. that's what he's done. He's hit a nerve with one of those. But but interesting, don't tell him anything until I've got 200 on the board. You know, before the match he was hiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it'll be fine, it'll be fine. He's got 200 on the board. Yeah, I can't bend over. <laughs> I can't even, I have to walk in in slips. Well, I so, did notice him yesterday, even between balls, he's walking around in circles, you know, like, yeah, that uh, he doesn't want to stand still um, pretty much, so... That would be difficult. It'd be stiff enough anyway after batting for that long, but if you've got a, a dodgy hip, uh, that makes it even harder. And, and he said he's got to adapt, but everyone in that slips cordon have to, has to adapt to that. Him walking in and changing his position, you're right, you're right, where you're ending up? Right there, righto, so I'll, I'll get my position on where you end up. Make sure you end up there because you'll have catches either coming too fast and flying head high or too low. And then the, the fact that the keeper and first slip are not used to someone walking by them yeah. uh, behind the stump. So they have to adjust to the fact that I know I'm going to see uh, Steve Smith in my peripheral vision uh, walking himself into position. Yeah, there's a distraction that you're not used to. So everyone's got to make some adaptions. But what about uh, Craig Braithwaite? He was pretty proud. We've got to hear some West Indies accents, yeah, haven't yeah. we? Here, yeah. I love it when they come through the microphone. You're mine. Oh, over there, mine. No, you know, they're moving their fielders and... And uh, he had a press conference as well. Not out. Obviously, it's a job well done. But, I mean, the job is far from over. You know, I think tomorrow is very important. Uh, the first over once again. And it's good to see the fight, but we, we need to continue it tomorrow. 
They do. And there's a danger, isn't there, when you say, right, let's not lose a wicket by stumps and focus on that, that you think, oh, how good is that? And mm. sort of drop a little bit of your intensity. Yep. yep. They've got to be right on the game and sharp. Did he just stall? Did you watch towards the end? No. That, he was all... 18, and I think Chanderpaul was 16. Right. Then Chanderpaul ends on 47, and he's 18. What, what did he do? No, I, I did. So, I, I think I fell asleep, to be honest. I, yeah, <laughs> I so remember. Yeah, well, I'd be falling asleep watching Craig Bat at eighteen uh, in the last whole part of the match. He got no runs. You got so me worried. He, he really like, did shut the shutters up, shut the shop. So, so he can play a bit better. He's known for that, being very, very patient and mm. can last at the crease a long time. But they've got to try to hurt Australia too. They've got to hurt bad balls. They've got to go looking for bad balls. I feel for Alex Carey. How far off was he to getting a bat in this test? A day. <laughs> so Cameron Green didn't Cameron, get a hit. Well, Cameron, then there's still Alex Carey. You know um, what happens uh, in this situation. They might have another good test next next week in Adelaide where even though it's a day-night test um, and, and you do get a bat in the day-night test, it'll be under pressure because it's swinging and seaming at night and, or under pressure at South Africa uh, nailing your top order. And yeah, good luck. Cares. Good luck, mate. Have your first bat of the summer. Yeah, under and, lights. And you're yeah. under lights, under pressure yeah. with the team in real trouble. So so hopefully he can hold it together. SEN's coverage of the first test between Australia and West Indies continues today from 11 o'clock from Perth. Uh, join Jared Waitley, Simon Gaddich, Damien Fleming, Ian Bishop and the team for uh, what should be a terrific day's play on your home of cricket for every ball of the test summer. So from 11 o'clock today from Perth. Now make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Home Insurance for a quote today. We better check the weather and traffic with Vanessa. Your claim lawyers, maximising compensation claims for injured people. Traffic and weather, together. SENQ, 6.93am. There's a broken down vehicle at Druvale this morning on the Bow Desert Road off-ramp. That's exit 11 westbound. There's a fire affecting traffic on Musgrave Road at Red Hill. That's at Balmain Terrace, so expect some delays through there. We've got lights on flash at Logan Central. That's on Ellen Street at Beanley Road. And the earlier accident on Amberton Street at Caboolture also causing some ongoing delays. And traffic building on the Mount Lindsay Highway at Baronia Heights, Queen Street at Goodnar, as well as the Bruce Highway north southbound at North Lakes. Today's forecast, a possible shower, a top of 23 degrees for Brisbane, a shower or two and 25 tomorrow. Right now it's 20 degrees. SEN, celebrating 47 years of sport with Pat Welsh. G'day, Patty. It's Cameron Smith, mate. Congrats on your 47 years in sport, and I hope you enjoy your celebrations on the SENQ rooftop. Um, you know, a quick memory of mine as a young fella watching you on Sports World on the weekend, and of course reading the news for Channel 7 for a very long time um, and then moving to working alongside you at SEN and also being interviewed you as an NRL player. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's been great to work alongside you and I wish you all the very best in the future. Good luck, mate. Ah, well said, Cam. Really well said. There can be no greater professional at his trade than Paddy Welsh uh, has been for a long, long time. He's loyal uh, he's uh, punctual. He, he's sort of there when any big moment is breaking in sport and uh, then he's brought us so many more. We're actually missing him. We should have had his top 10, his 10th. We got his 10th. Should have had his 9th 
eighth and seventh by now. He's he's picked his ten top moments, so we're going to have to pile them in next week probably. But now's your time to call 13, 13 55 to see if you can make the rooftop. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. No, Paddy, today is still not well, but he will be back Monday. So Mark Braybrook in the chair at 24 minutes past seven. One of our regulars will be coming next Friday, Heels. Who we got? Who won that? Purse from Arundel. Oh, he's been so he's close. Be driving me nuts next Friday. He drives me nuts during the show with texts and emails. <laughs> Imagine in person. <laughs> oh, he's on. G'day, Purse. How are you, mate? Morning, Heels. Morning, Mark. You, you're yeah. just not working next Friday or are you going to get back to work in time? Yeah, no, no. D- day off. Oh. Regular day off. All right. All right. Well done. Geez, you've been close every day this week, but you've got, you didn't come up trumps, but here you go. You're, on, you're in. Yeah, no. Yeah, kept trying and kept trying. I actually got shocked when Mark answered this morning. I thought, oh, <laughs> I've got through. You I made a mistake. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> you took the wrong call. Yeah, I did. So just leave me alone next Friday if you can. You can just stay upstairs with Pat Neils. The good news is I'll be down here doing all the hard work. So. I won't have to. You won't. You'll, if you want to annoy me, you'll have to send me a text next Friday. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'm really looking forward to celebrating uh, Paddy's 47 years. Good on you, mate. Have, have a, a good weekend, mate. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good on you, Purse. Speaking of text, Dimmy has sent us a text through. Um, Dimmy, wonder whether he's going to be able to get through to join us next Friday. Talking about the Where England. Oh. Okay. Oh, I've got Dimmy. Oh, you've got to have a little oh. – fix your screen up. Oh, right. 506 off 75 overs, incredible. But is a road pitch good for test cricket? We're talking about England v Pakistan. England made 506 on day one, and it was shortened because of bad light. Yeah. You just watch McCullum and and see how he m- turns this pitch into something that might be good for the game, you know, or does he draw it out like Australia and Pakistan did last year, this year. So – yeah, that that's the next thing. I, th- I think the players have got to take a lot of ownership now of of moving this game forward, not making it a batathon. Yeah, and until we see um, them bat England, uh, Pakistan, we don't really know whether yep. it's a road. It could be outstanding batting and poor bowling, um, or it could be a road. But I mean, even having said that, though, Dimmy, five hundred and six in a day. If all pitches were roads. Why isn't isn't it done regularly? This is an exceptional effort from England. Yeah, to get five hundred. That great attitude and obviously great form at a time yeah. where we thought they were all crook. Yeah. So so really good confidence and form uh, going into a, a very very tough tour, which is Pakistan. Well, Murray says, boys, Bazball heels. Was it not John Buchanan that first challenged his players and asked the question why stroke weights in both tests and limited overs are only based on past expectations and the way teams approach each ball? Wow, Mars. Murray, you've got such <laughs> a good memory. <laughs> how it, how, what John Buchanan said was, well, ha, ha, we sat around in groups and said, ha, how do you want to bat? And we all went, well, what do you mean? You're just bat. If they're bowling well, you can you do this. And if they're not bowling well, we'll take them on. And no, no, well, how much is a good total per day? Oh, we, we don't know, sort of thing. But he's the one that first uh, had the batting units put a total on. And it was 300 in a day. And then before, within six months, we were making 350 in the day. And so once you got 
something to measure yourself against. Mm. You, you were much more Goals. aware of moments in yeah. the day where you could push hard yeah. and, and because you knew your target. And then you were lifting it. And now these guys might even lift it to 500 in a day. They, they scored at 6.75 over 75 overs. Mm. You might suggest they slow down towards the end of the day, maybe, if Pakistan get the ball reversing or whatever. But six and over now might be, oh, that would be a lovely benchmark. So, But don't bat too long. And the Hoppies ambassador has been on the line again. Thank you for updating us on the surfing. Sally Fitzgibbons through to the quarterfinals in Hawaii. Good which on you, make, Sal. Which would make Paddy very pleased. Um, and, yeah, Andy, with his 35 surfboards stacked in his garage, he lives about three hours' drive from the mm. beach. Yeah, never just... stood on one, never been in the water with one, never done anything remotely um, athletic with a surfboard. But Sally still might be able to it. use a couple of them he... if they're any good. No. He doesn't buy the best. <laughs> he just, what the hell are you up to, Andy? I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> Surfboards, radios, tennis rackets as well. Do you need a tennis racket, Hills? No. Well, the Hoppy's ambassador's oh, got oh. a thousand. He's you need a radio? A I'll take he's it. He's got no. a thousand radios. If you've got right a, well, no, it wouldn't be a good one. It'd be one that he's bought from some secondhand shop or something. But anyway, yeah. 28 past seven. Now on breakfast with Pat and Hills, Hills gets his gloves off. Well, I've been reasonably annoyed, I suppose, at the comments of Rory and McElroy and Tiger Woods. I think they might be doing more harm than good for the PGA side of it. You know, that Greg Norman should stand aside or Greg Norman needs to stand down for any progress to be made be- between the two golfing parties. Uh, anyone trying to destroy the PGA can't be part of reconstructing things. There's more sides to this than a Rubik's Cube. Um, and Greg claims... He's attempted many times to dovetail as well as possible with only rejection being the response. Now, did the PGA think that it wouldn't get off the ground just because they rejected his approaches to join a tour? Um, Now it seems it's him destroying the previously asleep at the wheel tour executive. You know, revenues that weren't being shared as contracted – the IP rights of players and ownership of those rights were were claimed to be unfair as well. Um, he's found a willing investor and he's gone through the front door previously and got shown out the back. To me, it's immature to now assume the two funding parties can't resurrect, well, feuding parties, I can't even read my own writing, the two feuding parties can't resurrect some double tour benefits. You know, Gary Packer, he managed it after similar opinions of him. Uh, he got back together and saved the sport. Rupert Murdoch seems to have retained a lion's share of the game that his companies disrupted in the 90s, the NRL, um, and tennis splits of the 50s. Rod Laver was in the middle of those. Uh, baseball lockouts, football lockouts and, and the like in American sport have all come back together. I can just see Liv shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, boys, you know where to find us if you ever want to talk uh, or if your game is getting destroyed. But we've got heaps to do. We're, we're all around the world and we're doing – we've got so much on our plate. You, you come and let us know if you need us to come back to the table. I'm sure broadcast and sponsorship departments uh, are watching and listening very eagerly around both tours. I don't sense any corporate pressure yet on the PGA, um, but too many more fighting words from Rory or Tiger might have the executive acting, not just watching. Uh, so I suggest uh, that the golfers leave the appropriate words to the executives of the PGA moving forwards. 
What do we think of Tiger Woods' words about uh, what should happen with the opposition, the live opposition? 13, 13, 55. Are you annoyed or not? Yeah, 13, 13, 55, the Brighton Homes open line. What are your thoughts on Heels' gloves off today? Uh, my thoughts are Heels, and I mentioned this to you last time, you and Patty, when Rory spoke about Greg mm. needing to step aside. And I understand the logic he's making because I think now is the time for diplomacy. And if there's a warring situation, the two heads of those at war don't get together to talk about it. There's uh, you know, envoys that are sent to discuss around a table and then they go back to their groups. Mm. And it may well be that they need someone from the USPGA um, and someone from Live that are not the bosses just to get together and say, right, where are we at? What do we need to get back together? And then they go back to their respective boards and report that, and it's all done um, as you would if you were trying to end a, a war. I mean, Kerry Packer, uh, Rupert Murdoch, they had their guys that were looking after that to enable peace in our time. Well, I'm pretty sure Greg's got that. I don't understand that. No, but what I'm saying if is you're not serious Greg, about getting this fixed, I don't care who's in the room, just get it fixed. No, but when you have two people that are warring, sometimes it's hard to make that first step. Yeah. So you get your delegates to go in and start the procedure, mm. right? Yeah, I, I can't see it. that Liv's done anything wrong. I'm not saying they have, mm. right? But what I'm saying is there's obviously there's angst between the two. and the, Well, between the P- one. Well, the PGA. Um, yeah. yeah, between so, one. Yeah. Fix it up if you want it fixed. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is, and our listeners may agree or may disagree, the fact that rather than Norman and the head of the PGA, I can't remember his name at the moment, going head to head Monaghan. about Monaghan, uh, going head to head, someone underneath them getting together. You don't have to go head to head; it's a meeting. It's nothing to do with head to head. Well, the way they are at the moment, it's head to head. Well, the way they are, Rory and Tiger are. I haven't heard from Jay Monaghan for ages. They might be sweet as. I don't think they are. Though, Hills. Mm. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five at twenty-seven to eight. 24 to 8 on this Friday morning, 13 13 55 is the Brighton Homes open line, or you can send us a check 0467 736 736. Cuzzy Bro, as you mentioned, heels earlier had sent a text about a great night out at Nissan Arena last night. Cuzzy mm-hmm. and Cuzzy Jr. went there and the Bullets got it done. In overtime, it was. They won 106 to 95. They played the Jack Jumpers this weekend. It must have blitzed overtime, eh? Yeah. So yeah. There was a, the game last That's week. That's a big gap. Yeah. Nine points, yeah. The, the uh, Taipans were six points down with a minute to go this, earlier this week, and they won. So whew, with a three-pointer, which took it to overtime, and they won that. So, yeah, there's a lot that can happen in those games. Uh, another text here. The Bulls can beat WA in three days. Hope we win the toss and send them in. Mm-hmm. And Bowell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just winning the toss and send them in doesn't guarantee success. But, yeah, we've got the attack to take um, advantage of that. But having said that, Heels, so too to WA. If yeah. they were to win the toss and send us in. Yes. So you have to – whatever you do, you've got to do well. well yeah. So And you'd imagine the wicket's going to be sporty and maybe 200's a good score. Mm. So don't panic. Don't get all bogged down around the 100 mark. You might go for 200. Yeah. And if you do that, and with a clear, a Baz mind, you might get 250. Yeah, we and don't. You, and yeah. you have Queensland or the opposition three down for not many at stumps. Yeah, we don't really know what the pitch is going to be like because no. it would have been under covers yesterday. And it had been dry in the lead up. So it could be a, a belter. But there is a 
the tendency to leave a bit more grass on the four-day pitches than a five-day pitch. Yes. Um, and moisture around. But it won't be a warm day today. I think Vanessa said it's up of 23. So you would think the humidity will be down a bit. So interesting at the Gabba today. Sports update. Thanks to Brisbane Post and Beams. Go to brispost.com.au. Australia will resume the test match in Perth at four for 598. I still keep going to say it, the whacker, but uh, in Perth, four for 598. The West Indies, no wicket for 74. Double centuries to Marnus and Steve Smith. Marnus made 204 and Steve Smith an unbeaten 200. There was no play yesterday at the Gabba, so the first day becomes the second day, or the second day becomes the first day uh, today at the Gabba. Victoria, all out for 209, uh, so they're getting better. New South Wales, two for 61. South Australia, eight for 309 in their Shield match against Tasmania. And England, four for 506 in one day's cricket. Not even one day, 75 overs. Bad light stop play an hour early with England, four for 506. Some rugby league news. The Titans have signed Keenan Palacia for two years, starting from 2024. So he'll play at the Broncos next year, but he'll be joining the Gold Coast Titans in 2024 on a two-year deal. And the Dolphins, the word is they're allegedly set to offer Dylan Brown from Parramatta $1 million. Right, eh? It's a lot of money. Mm. A lot of money. If that's what you've got to pay, i.e. live (laughs) to get players, that's what it's got to. It then sort of, in some respects, falsifies the player market. I'm not sure that Dylan Brown's a million-dollar player. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, supply and demand, isn't it? They need someone. Is he a million-dollar player for the Dolphins? That's the key, is he? Good enough to hold things together whilst they're getting an injury or two or their depth getting tested elsewhere while you're waiting yeah. for Munster. Now, the Australian Open, David, <laughs> David Michaluzzi leads the men's side. He's at seven under par. Uh, there's a log jam at uh, four under. Mm. Um, and players already started on day two. Hayden Barron has made birdie to move to four under par. Our mate Jed Morgan is even par after the first round heels. That's on the men's side of the draw. Cam Smith had uh, <laughs> I one hope over. it's on the men's side of the draw. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Grace Kim, seven under. Um, and Sion Rue has moved to six under now. She's three under today through four holes playing at Kingston Heath. Minji Lee is three under today through five holes at Kingston Heath. She's moved to five under par. And Hannah Green is at five under. She'll tee off later today at uh, the Victoria Golf Club. And every time I see Victoria there, I think I'm about to say Vic Park <laughs> as right. well. Imagine if that was where they were playing uh, Australia. Can you Open. see what Cam Smith's up to? Cameron he, Smith. He was teeing off 40 minutes ago okay. on the 10th at Kingston Heath. Okay, let me scroll down because he was plus one yesterday. Um, I can't find him amongst the evens at the moment. So he hasn't had a birdie today. Mm-hmm. I'm still scrolling down in the plus ones. Um Plus two, so he's one over. Mm. And the cut, projected cut, very early, is at plus one. So he's at plus two at the moment. Mark Leishman is at plus two. He's made two Mm. bogeys to start as well. So he's dropped a couple of shots. So tough start. Uh, Cam's playing at Kingston Heath, and Mark Leishman is playing at Kingston Heath as as well, as you mentioned. Interesting here, Hills, the AFL is looking at an Indigenous All-Stars versus a World game before next year. Um, players of ethnic backgrounds to take on an Indigenous All-Star side. And take it overseas? Is that what I, I, don't think, I, I read? I didn't read that much into it, but yeah, yeah interesting. That's a, it's a big concept, but uh, this is where the power of the AFL clubs come in. Mm. They, they don't like any extra concepts that might uh, just put their players at Under risk. Under pressure, yeah. So. And you won't like this, this story about the Socceroos. 
Mm. They read some notes from the Denmark coach. No, I don't mind this one. Oh, you don't? Well, what happened was that a note was sent out onto the field to Christian Eriksen. Why you'd need to send a note out, I mean, during a game of soccer, and they dropped the note on the ground. It was picked up by one of the Socceroos, and it had the instructions for the team. All it was was we're going to two forwards and and just keep battling, keep battling. Um, But they read it, and uh, Graham Arnold would have changed his defence anyway, but they put five at the back, the Socceroos. Uh, to nullify the two strikers for, for Denmark. Yeah, no, the field's fair game. Okay. If it's on the field. But if it's tucked away behind the goalie, behind the goal, no. <laughs> Leave that alone. Okay. That's mine. Well, why do you need to write it on a note? Why can't you tell <laughs> the bloke, we're going to two strikers? It can't be yeah, that it hard. Be it can't two, be that fourth, hard. Four. It surely can't be that hard to get a message like that across. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. It's, I a new, be, it's a I new generation, I mate. didn't think you'd like that. I thought you'd be a little bit upset. No, no. Reading opposition notes. The captain's pockets. Okay. You need to be careful, captains. Okay. So that is the latest sport. Thanks to Brisbane Post and Beam. Steal direct to the public and tradies for over 25 years. Go to brispost.com. I'm a bit worried about the Argentinian soccer coach, Scaloni. He's glad to have been beaten by Saudi, which is going to keep them in good stead playing a, 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 you know, a smaller team like Australia. So well, He says we're favourite. Yeah, I know. He says, well, I don't really know whether they're favourites or not because I don't really know them. They hadn't spent much time uh, evaluating them and assessing how Australia play, but they certainly are very wary of Australia because of their loss to Saudi. So maybe we should have wished that Argentina were undefeated. Well, I think when you get through to the final 16, you've got to be wary of everyone, don't you? Because they've won a couple of matches to get there or they've at least only lost the one match you would think to get there. So uh, you'd have to be pretty wary of your opposition when it comes to the round of 16. But uh, they do have Lionel Messi in their side, which helps. We've got a couple of Fernandos and Hernandez. Yeah, they've got some good players. They'll probably be all right, won't they, Argentina? We'll we'll get a few. We'll see what happens. Fighting spirit. Five Mm -hmm. o'clock Sunday morning here on (laughs) SEM. 17 to 8. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. 11 and a half to 8 on this uh, Friday morning. Paddy will be back on Monday. KFC Supercoach BBL is back at supercoach.com.au. And we're into December, which means we're, what, 11 days, I think, away from the first game. Dan Batten, who's our Supercoach guru, good morning to you. Morning to you guys. Yes, 11 days away, so it's uh, ticking over, and obviously we've got to get our teams in order. Yeah. Have you got all your algorithms and all your combinations ready to go, mate? Sure have, but I think I'm, I'm going to be uh, uh, reaching out to Mike Huffy for, for that sort of <laughs> analytical stuff. He, I think he's going to be the one who's all over it, but uh, we do have, of course, uh, you know, expert guys and some, some simple tips to sort of navigating the fixture, which is, are uh, really critical in KFC Supercoach BBL to success. Well, I'm very keen to receive probably what is a really basic tip, but I cannot get my head into <laughs> It's not an even uh, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, up to 14th, 14th round, is it? Because, because the the, ma- the match schedules of every franchise vary so much. That's correct, yeah. And, and it makes it a little bit interesting. It means guys... You know, you can pick guys who are a little bit cheaper potentially who may be at the top of the order. For instance, they might get two bats in um, in the one round or a, bo- a bowler gets eight overs uh, in the round, obviously playing two matches uh, with their two or uh, four over um, spells um, instead of just the, the four overs from someone who plays once. So that's uh, really crucial. So just having a look at the first round, you can 
obviously see uh, which teams play twice, which teams have blanks, um, that sort of stuff. Um, on our website, we have a simple fixture guide that's free uh, for anyone to click on. So um, make sure you check that out. But also on the actual website, when you're picking your time, if you pick your team, it does show uh, every round you can toggle through and see who plays twice and who uh, may not play at all in rounds. So in the first round, we've got Sydney Thunder, the Stars, and the Strikers playing twice. But just make sure you don't fill up too much on the Stars because they uh, do not play at all in round two. So, right. And interestingly enough, the Thunder play twice in round two as well. So guys like Alex Hales, who's 130000 Riley Rousseau, who's pretty cheap, 105000 And, of course, Daniel Sams, who has been a really good scorer, obviously, with the bat and the ball over uh, you know a number of BBLs, um, are, are looking like really good options to start. So when can you change your teams? When can you make substitutions or drop players or put players in or out? And how many times are you allowed to do that, Dan? So you have three trades. Of, um, all, up until round one, you can change as much as you like. It's uh, unlimited changes. But once uh, the season does uh, kick off, um, you can only change your team. Uh, so, so three trades per week, which is quite a bit. We've added a new feature this year, the trade boost, which means that I think three times across the season, you can make four trades. So if you really want to load up on stars in round one, maybe get four or five, you can use your four trades um, uh, from round one to round two. So yeah, the, just having a look at the future, you swap, round, a, round one. swap a cheapie out and put a quality player in, but you need to stay on top of it all. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And just looking at round one, for instance, so uh, the final game is 8.15 on the, on the Friday night. Uh, and then uh, the next game, the next round uh, begins uh, the next day. So that's Saturday, uh, Saturday night. So, you know, obviously uh, you just keep on top of it, but we've got plenty of easy guides. Uh, and we'll have, you know, trade guides every round. So, you know, we can pretty much tell you guys uh, who to trade in and out. So uh, it should be fairly uh, simple to, to keep on top of. Yeah, yeah. he did easier say fairly. Said, yeah, yeah. Easier said than done. Um, it's all right for you. Yeah, like I went through all your cheat sheets and everything. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, any effect? The Melbourne Stars losing um, uh, Maxi. You know they're a bit light on for batting, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, and I mean I've been there. I guess uh, Achilles. I mean, I mean probably even their strength in previous BBLs. Been the bowling that has been. A little bit weak, but you think about who it could give a bit of opportunity to. Um, I don't mind, you know, a Joe Burns. He had a, a he didn't do much in last B, year's BBL, and he comes in at a very cheap price. I think he's uh, actually uh, priced at about uh, a rookie price, so that's about okay. uh, a okay. cheap sort of price. So sixty-two thousand. That's a fair bargain for someone who might be batting at number four. Nick Larkin as well may have a more uh, a, a bigger role and yep. a guy like uh, Hilton Cartwright as well could be pushed uh, further up Definitely. the order. So, yeah. Good on you, mate. Dan, yeah, we've got to go, so, mate. We're running up against the news, but uh, it's time to play Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. Head to supercoach.com.au and, mate, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Six to eight. Car Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. News is fast approaching at 8 o'clock. Then after the news, we'll chat with Clint Bolton to get a wrap on the World Cup. The dramatic uh, scenes today with Germany out and Japan top of the group and 
I couldn't work Japan out. They were crying. They were laughing. I know. They were celebrating. Germany weren't laughing. Oh, they were all over the shop, Japan. They were so happy. And, of course, Australia taking on uh, Argentina Mm. on uh, the weekend. So that will be one of interest at 5 o'clock on Sunday. So we'll speak with Clint Bolton about that. We're also going to chat with our ultra triathlete, Richard Thompson, world champion. Triathlons are long enough, but he does it even longer than that. So we'll chat with him and we'll squeeze in your Friday funny because you've chosen one of the hills about golf. So we'll do that as well. And the Friday jump to finish the week. But news is next. Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Hatton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. It is four minutes past eight on this Friday morning. No Paddy today. Been, uh, he's crook again, but he will be back on Monday. Final week of the year for Patton Heels and your last opportunity come Monday to win uh, a double pass to join us on the rooftop for a celebration of 47 years of sport with Paddy Welsh. Got some Nice people coming along too. Hills, not only yeah. our listeners, but some nice Queensland sports people who we will reveal next week when Paddy returns. Don't Just wanna... like he's top ten. Yeah, we'll we don't. We don't want that in next week too. Yeah, we don't want to reveal the guest list when he's not here. So we'll wait until he comes back because he doesn't know. He only knows one or two. Okay. So um, he doesn't know all of them. So we'll do that on Monday. So right keep on. listening on Monday. That will happen on Monday. Um, and will we be celebrating? A Socceroos win or we'll be saying they did us proud anyway. Time will tell. Thanks to Kraken, our good friends. Buy and sell crypto in minutes. Get in the game. Kraken.com, a man that's been doing an outstanding job as part of the SEN coverage of uh, the FIFA World Cup and no doubt will be eagerly awaiting Sunday morning as Clint Bolton <laughs> and as you so correctly said in the commercial break, Hills, for the first time in uh, in quite some time, I am able to correctly say, spend some time at the Brisbane Strikers, oh. <laughs> which I always say the Strikers rather than the Raw. Uh, Clint Bolton, welcome back to Brisbane Airwaves. Uh, what a World Cup it's been so far. Yeah, morning, guys. You're making me feel old. Sorry, mate. Intro, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's what it is. It's what it is. We've got to live with it, but... Well, mate, it's my, uh, it's my fault. I should explain. It's my fault because every time Warren Moon's been here, Jack Hingott, and for some stupid reason, I um, I keep saying the Brisbane Strikers rather than the Brisbane Raw because one of my great mates, Gary Phillips, uh, gave me one of your Strikers jersey, which I've got framed on my wall at home, and all I think about is the Strikers rather than the Raw, so but, I apologise And, Clint, well, let me live, you, live the Strikers a bit longer, mate. Were you, were you in that 44,000 game at, at Suncorp for the Strikers, our first one? Two right heels, oh. 97, GF. Yeah. Now, you're a Bundy boy too. Like, Paddy would lo- Paddy right. love that. How long did you stay in Bundy? I left when I was 16 and went to the AOS in Canberra. Oh, how good, mate. And so, so like, w- you, you said we made you feel old. I, I felt old reading your career. 
It, it's unbelievable the what? amount of work you'd done even before you, the A-League came about. And then you won, you know, premierships with Sydney FC. You, you've been unbelievable, mate. Thanks for the big pump up heels. I uh, appreciate it. I don't get it too often these days. So <laughs> it's uh, I was around for a while, put it that way. Yeah, and it was a long career. Yeah, well done, mate. Did did you have any um, you. constant injuries or a, a theme of injuries uh, as as a keeper? No, no. It's all after the fact now. I've got uh, no cartilage in the knees, so it's just all knee issues now. But during the career, it was just a case of managing little issues as they came late and I was pretty fortunate over the journey. Yeah, you'd have to be to have the career that you've had. What about kicking workloads for you? Like our bowlers in cricket have bowling workloads and then I think even AFL, they're not allowed to kick for, for overly long periods practising goal kicking. What about you, blokes? Anything like that? No, it's interesting. It's changed over time with with the, the influence of sports science in a lot of ways. Now the, you know, it's Training is very it's dictated by numbers a lot and and workloads and such. But back in the day, I'm not sure if you were the same. It was it was a case of the more you did, the better you were. Type yes. situation. So and as much as you could, you just worked as hard as you could. And you did it for confidence. But now they're not allowed to sometimes. So yeah, so the skill level yeah, drops. Exactly. Well, Clint, I'm sure you weren't expecting to be speaking to heels about workloads and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we, you know, we'll talk about the World Cup because it's been extraordinary. And today, before we get to the Socceroos for their game against uh, Argentina on Sunday morning, we've been sitting here watching this uh, Japan and Germany and Costa Rica and Spain. This morning has been remarkable. So Japan finished top. They're in tears. Germany finished bottom. They're in tears. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, yeah, tears for different reasons, obviously, for both teams. But uh, it, for about two minutes when Costa Rica were ahead of Germany, Spain and Germany were going to miss yes. out. And it's just, it hadn't even crossed my mind that Spain might miss out in this group. So it's been that type of World Cup. And I, I just it's hard to think that the drama stakes could get any higher. But who knows? It's been that type of World Cup where anything can happen and has. But, you know, clearly... Most of us here in Australia are just thinking about Sunday morning and hopefully the theme continues because if we get the scalp there in Argentina, it will absolutely go through the roof here. Well, that be, that'll be the greatest moment in Australian yeah. football history and potentially one of the greatest moments in Australian sporting history. It's not overstating it, is it? Comfortably. Absolutely comfortably. And, you know, people from other sports, We'll probably argue against the the second part of that, but but those that uh, live and breathe football and understand how big it is and how widespread it is across the globe and how how hard it's been for Australia to really get a foothold at the top level is it's beyond it's staggering. It's beyond anything that we felt like could eventuate leading into the tournament. Where you know a lot of us just felt like. We were a chance of getting out of the group, so we live in hope more than belief. But now we're at this stage where they've put two performances together that were compelling, very good defensively. All of a sudden, you know, the the seesaw tips more towards the belief than the hope, um, even if it is Argentina and Lionel Messi. So there's nothing to fear anymore. Because it's Argentina, a lot of people want to find the easiest way to the final. Not me, I... For Australia, the bigger the opponent, the less 
pressure is on the team to get a result, I think that serves us much better. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded making to the top eight, you know, before we got Argentina probably. <laughs> but there's there's no real easy ga- there's no no easy games. I I'm with you. I think it's it'll be the biggest moment in sport. Um, but. And, but it is part of the vision. You know, the, Craig Foster's been very good at talking about the vision. We, we want to win a World Cup, right? Oh, here we are, top 16. This this is it. What are the skills uh, that we're going to need to uh, compete and beat Argentina? Firstly, I, I have a few rules in life, and one of them is to always listen to Foz. Yes. He will be our first president of the new republic <laughs> of Australia <laughs> at some point. Um, but... Skills like it's our our progress through this tournament to this point, and if we're to go any further, it's going to base, be based on how we defend. It's, yep. We've largely we've largely done this, gone on this journey, and given up possession most of the time, and relied on our defence. Now the moments that we have scored goals have been of the highest quality, which is fantastic, but they've been few and far between in each in each of the games we've had. So heavy reliance on the defence and. And individuals being able to handle big players, but more than that, having a team that is able to defend in numbers because no one can defend Messi on their own. No one. It's not possible. So you've got to defend in numbers. So the ability to to cover and be desperate when needed in around the edge of the box and decision making too, because Argentina get a lot of penalties. So it's 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 just. Big moment after big moment in this match. And, oh, man, can we even dream? Jeez. You got me up. I'm, I'm really tired. I've just come off two games, and I was flat just leading into the interview, and all of a sudden I'm up and, up and about again. Jeez. So, good on you. Now, did we learn then from the skill or the, the, the class of Mbappe and France and that uh, Graham Arnold said that was the best friendly we could have had. The fact that the boys went out there knowing that that game wasn't the be-all and end-all for us to get through to the round of 16, but the way Mbappe yeah. just made our defence look ordinary and we conceded four, uh, was that a great yeah. learning experience and a great timing, as Graham mentioned? Well, they learned, didn't they? Because the, the subsequent games, they defended a lot better, um, albeit against lesser opposition, no problem there, but... but it absolutely sets us up. It's it's a learning exercise. I wouldn't call it a friendly like Arnie did. I thought that was a bit strange, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, plenty of lessons out there because Mbappe, he's well on track to be the best player of the tournament, to, to win player of the tournament mm. in my mind. He's that good. So we got another guy that's that's of the similar similar standing, or if not more. But but uh, I think Argentina. Like I actually think. France are a bigger attacking threat than Argentina on their day. So, so Argentina is is gettable. If you frustrate Argentina, they can be become really, really angry and frustrated, and, and start to revert to individual mentality. Yeah. Um, so that's what you got to do. You frustrate them for long enough, and all of a sudden they'll become a lot more insular and forget about the team, the team job, and they'll they'll revert to just individuals and looking after themselves. So what what is it that Messi does to be undefendable? Does he pop up in all sorts of positions in the midfield and then well up forward? And or, or what is it that we need to be heads up about? 
if I had the answers for Messi, I'd be <laughs> well paid and sought <laughs> he's, he's a phenomenon who, who has lived and breathed the game and he's just had a specific genetic makeup which allowed him to develop a certain set of skills which is put him to the top and uh, I don't know what else to say about him. What well, about no, double, no, what no, about no, double no, manning heels. him? No, Heels, it'd be like Clint asking you, how do I face Shane Warne? Get your head down and play straight, <laughs> right? That's what I'd say, and that won't work. <laughs> but, you know, do, do we ever double team him? You know, one just in front of him, one behind him type, you know, if he wants to come back, well, I got him, and is that is that what we've just got to be aware of? What, and is there anyone in Argentina that we can leave alone? <laughs> no. No, no, that's the, the simple answer to the second part is no. If you put too much work into Messi, then you'll get punished in other areas. Yep. But uh, I like your thinking in some ways. It's a throwback to a, a different era where there were man-marking roles. Yep. Um, it just doesn't really exist as much in modern football. Mate, we've had three you know, days. We've had three days to get this right, Clint. <laughs> Have you been on the phone, Darby? Come on. <laughs> I've just been keeping an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... I want, I want to ask you, Clint, take us into the mind of Matt Ryan. He, he wasn't, he's was he been shuffled around from club to club in recent years and not getting much game time, and people were questioning whether or not he was the man uh, to, to lead us at the World Cup. He conceded four in the first game, and then all of a sudden he's gone clean, clean, clean sheet, clean sheet at a World Cup, back-to-back clean sheets. We hadn't had a clean sheet since 1974. Then two buses come along at the same time. We've mm. gone bang, bang. What does that mean to a goalkeeper to have consecutive clean sheets and particularly made it a World Cup? Massive. It's, you cannot under, understate how big it is that he's been able to keep two clean sheets, even though he hasn't been overworked. So he hasn't really been tested so far, but but he's been clean in the two matches, the most most recent two matches. And it's a, of any position on the park, the keeper's, the one that relies on confidence more than any other. So sets him up perfectly for this one. Uh, there was question marks around him. I was, I was one, to be honest, but that's only because I know through my own history, when, you, when you're not playing, you're just unsettled and you're not particularly sure. Then you go in the biggest tournament of all, of course there's going to be question marks. So, so he's answered those, um, but the, the bigger test is yet to come. So, so he's done his job, but... It still remains to be seen if he can be a game changer in a lot of ways. You know, he, he, there's other keepers at this World Cup that are saving pens and other reason their team has gotten to the next stage. That hasn't been Matty, but he's dealt with what he's had in front of him and he's dealt with it very well. Mm, who's impressed you the most with from the Socceroos? Plenty of standouts. Uh, I think the one that's gone under the radar is Aziz Bahic. Across the three games. Yes. Geez, I was worried about yep. that yellow card he got in the th- third minute the other night. Yeah, it's, it's never good to get one early, but but his work rate across the three games has been exceptional, and he was one of the only maybe a couple of players that could hold his hand up uh, and be proud of his performance against France. So I think he's been undervalued. I think he's been the best across the three games, but... Oh, where Sutar has been phenomenal yep. in two games. Mm-hmm. Lecky has been outstanding. Uh, yeah, no one's had, no one's been a dud, which is the pleasing thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, you walk away from the three games so far, and you go, "Good on all of you." You know, none of you have really 
put in a dud performance. You can all hold your head up high, and that's that's what. Regardless of what happens next, that's that's good. I feel good about that. Yeah, that's all we can ask. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. all we can ask. And you've been outstanding too, Clint, uh, in your coverage. Uh, the early hours and the, the passion and everything from everyone involved in SEN's coverage has just been brilliant. Yeah, we, been look, we look forward to Friday, uh, Sunday morning, mate, and thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Clint. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Clint Bolton, part of SEN's coverage of the World Cup, and it all comes thanks to Kraken. And like a leading keeper heels, with Kraken, your crypto is in good hands. Oh. Kraken. So what you did there. Kraken.com. Your claim lawyers. Maximising compensation claims for injured people. Traffic and weather. Together. SENQ. 6.93am. There's a breakdown at Meadowbrook this morning. That's affecting the Logan Motorway eastbound. Also a breakdown at Eagle Farm, northbound on the Gateway Motorway. There's debris on the road, southbound on the Pacific Motorway at Ormo. And we've also got very heavy traffic on Coronation Drive at Milton, Bow Desert Road at Parkinson and South Pine Road at Anogra. Today's forecast, a possible shower for Brisbane, a top of 23 degrees today, a shower or two and 25 tomorrow. Right now it's 22 degrees. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Hatton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Pat will be back on Monday. Not uh, too well this week, but he'll be fine come Monday morning. Are you sure morning. about that? Well, I hope no, so. No, not really, are you? You're, well, no. I You're just throwing that out there today. Well, I have to. What am I supposed <laughs> to say? What am I supposed to say? He's supposed to be back on Monday. We haven't yes. heard from him. You haven't heard from him. supposed to be here yesterday, today, the day before that, day before that. Neither of us have heard from him. Okay. Uh, so he's laying low. But anyway, 25 past eight. Time for us to speak to a world champion, Hills. Richard Thompson defended his Ultraman triathlon world championships in Hawaii recently. He's back home. In fact, it was last week. He's back home on the Sunshine Coast and he's joining us this morning. Richard, thanks for your time. Congratulations. Good morning, legends. Thank you very much. And yeah, thanks very much for having me. Richard, home on the Sunshine Coast. Has it always been your home? Uh, no, I grew up in, in Brizzy Hills okay. and um, actually was through school, was a uh, uninspired uh, sportsman actually just kept wicket myself because it involved the least amount, least amount of running. So it's uh, funny how life sort of turns. But uh, yeah, uh, moved up maybe twelve years ago now. Yeah, okay. Coast. All right, that's a you're a lazy keeper, mate. You've got to get up to the stumps. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say you didn't want much movement. First slip's better than keeping. <laughs> now, um, the uh, you know at thirty seven years of age is that is that old in this field of the Ultraman Ultra Marathon you've just won, or is is that when you come into your peak of such such uh, pain? Yeah, yeah I, I was one of the youngest in the field. To be fair, yeah. um, that in, the endurance sort of stuff, I think in that sort of ultra ultra scene is um, you know sort of early forties. So um, it's uh, it's a place that I. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a discipline that I seem to seem to go well in. So it's it's not too bad being the young one there. I would what? find that big news, yeah, b- bad news because <laughs> I've got to keep doing this. Uh, what what is ultra? <laughs> what is Ultraman? What what's the difference between you know triathlon, Ultraman triathlon, and ultra triathlon? Well, it's over three days, isn't it? Yeah, it is over three days. So that's that's the unique the unique aspect of uh, the sport compared to one day triathlon. The, 
the first day is a 10 kilometer swim followed by a 145 kilometer bike uh like straight into that and then day two is a 280 kilometer bike time trial and the last day is a 85k double marathon double yeah. marathon that's all i eh? Um, Double marathon to finish it up, and uh, and also the you know the beautiful part about the sport is that it's you know it's an individual pursuit, but um, but I've got to support every athlete and it requires is required to have a support car. So you've got three guys, three of my best mates in the car, providing uh, all the guidance, nutrition, hydration, uh, and, and encouragement throughout the three days. So it's definitely a team effort because I couldn't do it without them. No, I only read that I think. Uh, this morning that they are your best mates because, geez, they look annoying. Uh, have you? Do you just <laughs> towel them up at times and say, get out of my face? Uh, look, they probably tell a different story than I do, um, <laughs> but I think I, I treat them nicely. But uh, when certainly this race, we usually, um, every, uh, every race we've done, it's all gone to plan. But this race, particularly for hours on day one, it wasn't going to plan. So, they uh, certainly earned their money uh, this, this, this time around. <laughs> and it was just, it was your shoulder, wasn't it, in the swim? Yeah, yeah. So I, tore, I sort of strained my rotator cuff uh, halfway through the swim, which wasn't ideal. And then <laughs> I kicked a, lot, kicked a lot more as a result to compensate for that weaker left-hand side. And, um, and then just didn't have any power on the bike. So usually we are in control from the get-go and that's how we sort of, we, we, we win races, but I was I was trailing. I was in third place out of day one and feeling really rubbish. So there was a lot of soul searching internally for me and feeling a huge amount of guilt because of on day one, on the first night, because it just genuinely felt that I was letting the team down. Mm. Play down. We won't but, keep you... Uh, work, we... up the next, work, up the next, work up the next day and, um, yeah, I had to just... You know, get get the second day and third day as best as possible. We won't keep you too long, mate. We know you got your hands full there. Tougher to look after the kids, no doubt. The new and Ultraman triathlon, is it? <laughs> yeah, back back into the school <laughs> run and back into to, to ordinary life, which I wouldn't have any other way. But um, it's uh, yeah, when you got a two year old who's who's tired in the back, you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're juggling. But that's okay. That's just, Tell that's him you got life. a sore shoulder, mate. Now, mate, uh, how long does it take <laughs> you to recover from this, and when do you compete it again? Probably takes, uh, I think, anywhere between two and four weeks to, re- to you know, to, to be able to, to be able to properly move again in each, in each three, di- in all three disciplines, and then. Um, so I'm hoping that December's a, a merry time for me and not doing too much, and then we've got our we've got a race, same distance, but it's at Noosa uh, in the Sunshine Coast in um, in May in Mother's Day weekend, oh, and we're going to be trying to break the world to the program down. We're going to try to break the world record uh, there and be the first first person to break 20 hours for Ultraman. So wow. that's one to look out for. It'll be it's be a little lot different. It's not a championship race, so it's all about versing the clock yep. rather than versing anybody else. So it's a, it's a different, I guess, different um, different carrot at the end of the stick. Well, mate, we'll put that in the diary and we'll have a chat with you next year if we can in the lead up to it to see how you're traveling and uh, what the expectations are, if that's all right. Oh, have a good... uh, yeah, no, that'd be great. And I'll be able to ditch off my, uh, my two-year-old for that. <laughs> no, no, mate, have a good no, Christmas, mate. No, we know, we know what it's like. Take a to kindy or preschool or whatever, mate. And thanks so much for your time this morning. Congratulations and have a great Christmas. Unreal. Thanks, guys. You too.
There is Richard Thompson, Ultra I Ultraman Triathlon World Champion. That is back extraordinary. Back. That's extraordinary. Defended it. That is extraordinary. Now Hills Friday funny. Yeah, we're running yeah. out of time, but I just wanted to play it because we've got a big show next Friday, and this is yours. You chose this. Yeah. Well, it was a Parkinson interview that yep. came from nowhere with Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Uh, up until now, I think it was Billy Connolly who held the record for talking longest without a question prompting it. And knowing that the two of you are great friends, I wonder who stops talking first. Oh, it's difficult to know, you know. Hey, yeah. Once you get up there and there are people playing dead cats, you can't stop. <laughs> For me, I get up there with him and it's wild because he's just, he just goes. He'll tell you stories about, they do yeah, right. And once I get off the plane in Scotland, I need subtitles. It's very hard. <laughs> Can invent golf. <laughs> oh, they can have a couple of Guinness, and then the next thing you know, what's here's my idea for a sport. <laughs> I knock a ball into a gopher hole. <laughs> oh, you mean like pool? No, forget pool. That was a straight stick. A little broken stick. I whack a ball into a gopher hole. <laughs> oh, you mean like croquet? Ah, no, that croquet. That's a pussy sport. <laughs> I put the hole hundreds of yards away. <laughs> oh, kind of like a bowling alley. Oh, no way. In the way, I put stuff in the way like trees and bushes. So you whack the ball, and you're sitting there whacking away, and you feel like you're gonna have a stroke. That's what we'll call it, because every time you hit the ball, you think you're gonna die. And right near the end, I'll put a nice flat bit with a tiny flag to give you hope. And I'll put a pool and a sandbox to grab your ball. Do you do this one time? Oh no, eat. Oh, how good's that? Our final Friday funny for the year. I might play a couple when uh, I'm filling in for you, if that's all right, Hills. That's great. Yes. The late, great Robin Williams. Yeah. His version of golf. We're going to take a break for news because the Friday Jump is next. The Friday Jump with Tom Hackett. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Well, no Tommy Hackett today. For some reason, he thinks he deserved a holiday. Um, so he's not here today, um, but Josh Bell, who's been with us all week, Hills, is joining us in the studio today on yes. a very big day for Ladbrokes because, as Chris Nelson discussed earlier mm. in the show, um, Ladbrokes have made an announcement today. Josh, morning to you. Welcome to the studio. Morning, mate. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Tommy's up the coast getting a tan, <laughs> but unfortunately the sun's not out. So <laughs> he's going to be filthy about that. But, yeah, we've got some really exciting news for racing fans right across the country, but especially in Brisbane. Uh, so Ladbrokes has announced this morning that we are the exclusive wagering partner of the Brisbane Racing Club in a new minimum seven years deal. Wow. So this Don't muck around you, Black. No, we have really exciting stuff. This includes uh, a, a sponsorship of the Queensland Derby, the Doombin 10,000 and the JJ Atkins. Now, we've also announced a major partnership with the Albion Park Harness Racing Club as well. So this includes naming rights to a number of premium constellation carnival Fixtures next winter, including the Blacks of Fate Night, Queensland Oaks Night, and the Queensland Derby. And have you ever been to the Valley and been into our Ladbrokes Lounge? No. At all? Tommy's never invited us. Well, it, Has I'm, he invited you? What, Hills? Fortitude Valley? Or no, down the no, Valley. Yeah, Mooney Valley. Valley. Yeah. Oh, Mooney Valley. No. Oh, I thought you meant the Valley, as in like here. <laughs> no, no, not the Fortitude Valley. Yeah, no. so if you go down again. 
Just yeah. give yeah. it to me. I'll give oh, you some okay. tickets. Um, so so we should be brushing Tommy because Tommy gives us nothing. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't go so hard so early. So, <laughs> so, but it's yeah. awesome down there in the lounge. Mooney Valley Lounge. We're going to have yeah. the same thing at Eagle Farm oh, nice. and Doombin. Oh, no, no need to go to the valley then. No, no. no. You know he's going to be locking at the door first up. Paddy. Yep. When he retires, he'll, he'll be probably be week. emceeing something <laughs> in there. I think I'm going to be there most Saturday <laughs> for at least uh, the next seven years. And Tommy. Tommy will be there <laughs> Tommy as well. will be there, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's great news. And, yeah, so that was announced this morning. Yes. Um, and so well done to Ladbrokes and um, for uh, and Brisbane – Eagle, Brisbane Racing Club, Eagle Farm and Dermot, and Albion Park. For Albion Park Harness as well, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, really um, exciting stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff. Now, let's have a look at the markets for this weekend. We're normally with Tommy and Paddy, they talk about racing for the first segment. Heels just sort of sits back and tries to get some tips off either of them. But we'll do that after our break in the second part of the Friday Jump. So uh, there's plenty of sport around. Um, there's a, the World Cup. You reckon people will be interested in that heading into the weekend? It's Josh. crazy, this World Cup, isn't it? So overnight we had Morocco and Japan top their groups. So you could have had $11 and $13 respectively for both, for either of those to top their groups. So it's it's been – the upsets have just kept coming. But uh, Brazil versus Cameroon is the game tomorrow. So I've got a stat here. Richarlison has scored a, at least one goal in six of Brazil's last eight inter- international matches. But this is a tough one from a betting perspective because – Brazil is safely through, yes. so it's similar to France the other night uh, against Tunisia. So you're just not sure what they're going to do with their starting lineup. Uh, so that's a stay away in from a betting perspective, in my opinion. You've got Switzerland versus Serbia. The both teams to score market has failed to hit in each of Switzerland's last three World Cup matches. So I think Switzerland will be parking the bus. They're playing pl- playing plenty of uh, players behind the ball. And we'll be looking for the draw. So my tip in that one, under one and a half goals at three dollars. Right. Okay, so yeah. Let's let's talk. How do you blokes find out about the teams? How uh, just like everyone else. Yeah, yeah you gotta just watch gotta, the yeah. watch, watch, watch. And it happens really late, doesn't it, sometimes? Yeah. Uh let's talk Australia versus Argentina, because I, I said uh last night, uh yesterday, sorry, when I was on the show that Australia are $21, and this has blown people away. Because yeah, well, I we... mentioned that to you yesterday, yeah. and the big, Argentinian big coach says we're the favourites. I thought does he, should, someone should ring Ladbrokes and tell them. Yep. Uh, so it, and uh, according to FIFA rankings, which, funny enough, is probably a better way to assess player rankings, the entire Argentinian squad are individually rated better than Australia's, except for Matt Ryan. So the lo- lowest-ranked Argentinian, Argentinian player is ranked uh, is, is German Pazello with an overall ranking of 76. Every Australian player is ranked below that except Ryan, who's 78. Argentina's, Argentina's average rating is 84, and Australia's is 72. Of course, they have Lionel Messi, who's ranked 71 and 5th in the world, Martinez, 46 in the world, Dybala, 54th in the world, and Acuna, 74. Third, mm. so Australia's twenty-one dollars to beat Argentina, or 10, still twenty-one dollars, twenty-one dollars, or ten dollars to progress to the next round. So that includes extra time. So basically, the twenty-one dollars to win is at ninety minutes. Yes, is that what you're saying? Yep. yep. So if the grey wiggle comes out and saves 10, a penalty in the, the shootout, that's it. I lose if I have the twenty-one dollars, yep. but that's the ten-dollar bet. Ten-dollar to progress to the next yep. round. Yep. Okay. So extra time or penalties. Right. Messi's valued at more than the whole Socceroos squad, isn't he? 
financially. Oh, surely. The, mo- the yeah, money yeah, he yeah. earns from soccer yeah. is more than Australia. And a lot of the the Socceroos uh, play in the A-League, and there's not too many that play. There's none, I don't think, that play in the EPL. A few in the championship and whatnot, but the Argentinian squad. Yes. They're in the top leagues in the world. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to do our best. It's going to be tough. Put us down for a little 3-1 win. Yeah, there yep. you go. Or, or nil all. Take us to... One nil of Doomy at $21. That'd be all right. Yeah, nice. But uh, even $10 with the grey wiggle saving a penalty uh, would be would be all right as Who's well. Who's your favourite? Who's your favourite for the tournament at the moment? Is it Brazil? It's Brazil. Yeah. yeah. It's Brazil and I think France in behind yeah. that. And then Argentina probably. Argentina yeah. or thereabouts. Uh, right, eh? I mean, and the fact that Germany won't be there. Belgium won't be there. You talk about that Japan and Morocco finishing up at the table, but Germany not to make it through yeah, to crazy. the round of 16, and even Belgium to a lesser extent. You know, and Italy didn't even make the World Cup. So some yeah. of the big guns of European football are not even into the round of 16. No. So Brazil, $3.25. Argentina, five fifty. France, $6. Spain, six fifty. England, $9. Portugal, 12 Yeah, England. What have they been doing lately? <laughs> It's like they've had a week off. Yeah, they're there. Oh, no. It was Wales their last game? Wales was their last game. Yeah, 3-0. They won. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get beaten. Uh, Just before we go to the break, uh, the test today in Perth at the – I was going to say the Wacker again here. We call it Optus. Perth Stadium, yes. So, yeah, Steve Smith hit his fourth double ton yesterday. Three of them have come against our oldest rival, England. And he also equaled Sir Donald Bradman with 29 test centuries. Yep. Now, does the 200 count heels as another century? No. No. It no, it's okay. a century. So 20, yeah, it should be unfair, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so technically he's got 33. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 But, but Sir Donald would have had about 40. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not a lot to go through uh, with the with the market because they're so uh, they're so short, yep. the Aussies. So, uh, but they're batting well, aren't they, the Windies? They certainly are. Now, we're going to take a break. But uh, before the break, I've got a family pass to event cinemas to give away. 13 13 55 is a telephone number. Unwrap the magic of movies with an event cinemas gift card. Buy now in cinema or online at eventcinemas.com.au. 13 13 55 is that number. Back with more of the Friday jump after this. Try mates mode today and lad broke it together. T's and C's apply. Gamble responsibly. No, Tommy, Josh Bell's with us. Uh, Ladbroker, together with Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share and bet together. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Gamble responsibly. Guess who's won the tickets to the movies, Hills? I've got no idea. Well, look at your screen. Who, Muzz? Muzz from Castledown. And Murray had n- has no idea what his mobile number is. Murray, congratulations. You're going to the movies. You know how to get there? Uh, it's been, I tell you what, the last movie I went to see was The Unforgiven, and I reckon that's the 80s. <laughs> My wife... <laughs> My wife and kids are massive movie freaks. So they'll go every week if they could. Oh, unreal, mate. Oh. Unreal. The, the chairs are quite soft now. Yep. You probably had canvas. Yeah. Dolby surround sound <laughs> and all that, Muzz, yeah. And they're in colour. You should see the colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, and, and I thought that was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I reckon that's about the, the time before. Yeah. Good on you, Muzz. Have a good weekend, mate. And yeah, uh, mate. the family enjoy the movies. <laughs> Now, the George Moore tomorrow, Josh, at Doombin. We've got group racing at Doombin. How good, even though the weather's uh, not doing us any favours. Uh, so Australian Bloodstock, the owners that had the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup yeah, yeah. yeah. Samut uh, has been working her way through the grades well. Now, she won at Canterbury by one and a half lengths earlier this prep, but they gapped the third horse in that race by another six lengths, and that was on a heavy 10. So she was then narrowly beaten at Ramwick before she was far from disgrace when stepping up to Group 2 level at her next outing. 
And this is just a Group 3 race. So there's been plenty of rain in Brisbane, like I mentioned, which is only going to help her chances. And she will be required to carry just 54 kilograms. So I've tried to find us a winner on the show. That's Doombin Race 8, number 10, Samut, at around the $5 mark. Okay, heavy nine at the moment for tomorrow mm. at Doombin. No, horse 1 and 2 are interesting there, I reckon. Garibaldi and Axe. The two locals? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're right in the market. Uh, Garibaldi, you got to be good to find. Garibaldi? Yes. Yeah. And uh, how's the form? Doesn't win, does, it doesn't win out of turn, I think they say, don't they? That's and it. and sort of frustrates punters. Yeah, three two bang each way, mate. We always a bit short. We always get an update on the punters, mate, with Chris Nelson on Garibaldi. We have a follow, fold, or forgive file, and Garibaldi has been in all three files. Well follow, back, fold, or forgive. Well back, Garibaldi. So okay. uh, three dollars seventy into three dollars forty, and Axe well backed as well, eight dollars into six dollars. Might just turn the corner for Tony Gollan. Oh, that okay, Garibaldi on the weekend. Right, mm-hmm. and then we're still over in Perth for Group Ones, mate. Yes, so we have the Northerly Stakes at Ascot, formerly known as the Kingston Town. That's a that was a good call by Western Australia because why is the uh, Western Australian their signature race called the Kingston Town? So they've named it after a Western Australian champion now in Northerly. So oh, it's a, I thought you were going to say Justin Langer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race in two if you believe the market. So this is always a great race because you've got the East Coast Raiders coming over. It's similar to the Brisbane Carnival where mm. the, the Southern Raiders come up. Godolphin and James Cumming won the Group 1 winner bottom last week with Paul Lele, and they've sent another of their stable stars over with Cascadian. He's the favourite, $2.90. But WA has a star in the making with Philly, Amelia's Jewel, who is the best of the local hopes. Now, if you go into our social the Labro's social channels at the moment. We've got some really good uh, content around this filly. We talked to the trainer, the jockey, and there's some really good insight. Trainer uh, Simon Miller even suggested that they might come over to the Eastern Seaboard to uh, tackle the All-Star Mile if she performs well in this. So, okay. But I'm sticking with the horse that's proven at Group 1 level rather than the up-and-comer with the, uh, with the potential. So Ascot Race 8, number one, Cascadian. Is um this the last group one of the year? Was there another? There w- there'll be no more in. I wouldn't have thought after yeah, this carnival. Yeah, yep. this might be the last one the, of the calendar of the year. Yeah, you got the Perth Cup to come, but that's not. A I group don't think one. it's a group one. Yeah. No, so. Yeah, so that's interesting. And Doomman's all about country tomorrow. But look at the country stampede, you know, and those country horses get to get to play the country cups challenge. So that's good too. It's a nice finishing up of the year. We'll take a break and come back and wrap up the Friday jump at seven and a half tonight. Thanks to Ladbrokes, this is the Friday Jump with Tom Hackett. Uh, Tommy's sunning himself on the coast, or trying to, in all the rain. So Josh Bell is with us for the final part of the Friday Jump and the final Friday Jump for the year. So plenty of pressure here, Josh, because we normally wrap with Tom's best. What have you got for us? What's yeah. your best for the weekend? I've got one. I've got a best for us. So let's let's go to Pakenham on Pakenham Cup Day. It's the race after the big one. So race eight. Uh, Jimmy the Bear. Now he's he's been up for a long time, but he continues to race well. He he won four or five at one stage during this prep, and although he was he went to the Golden Eagle, the, the ten million dollar race, and he was no match for them there. But this is a this is a bit easier. So he's going to appreciate the drop back in class for this. He's drawn perfectly in Barrier Four, and fitness is not going to be a concern. So race eight, number five at Pakenham, Jimmy the Bear is mm. my best. You got that hills? It'll be popular too. Harry yeah. Coffee. The jockey, oh, okay. Paddy Payne, the trainer. Okay, you got Go that, the Jimmy. You happy yeah, with that, Eels? Yeah, I'm, right I'm on, all mate. over that. Well, that's about all we have time for.
Enjoyed the week, Josh. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having me. That's all right. That's yeah, all right. Tommy can stay away if he wants. Well, Tommy, Tommy's <laughs> had the here, week mate. off, and that's the last Friday jump for the year because we've only got a week to go. So hopefully we'll see Tommy in 2023, Ooh. and we'll see you around the trap. So will the West Indies bat well today, or yeah. will Australia uh, you know, strike in the first mm. session in Perth? And will WA and the Bulls get on at the Gabba? I think they might. I think they will. Will yeah. Australia beat Argentina? Yeah. Five o'clock Sunday morning. Mate, you'll hear that right. here on SEN. Won't see you until then. The cricket from 11. Paddy will be back Monday, Hills. Oh, from right six. Right. Six yeah. to eight. We've got our final tickets to give away to the breakfast on the rooftop. And we'll reveal some of the stars that will be joining us on our final show on December 9. Throughout the week when Pat returns from his sickbed on Monday morning from 6. Have a great weekend, everyone. Keep going, the Socceroos. We'll catch you Monday morning for 6. Yeah, good luck to the Socceroos. Have a great weekend. Thanks.